1: and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself unnoticed. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and
2: welcome. The Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from CooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening on CooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan.
3: Hello, American Patriots.
2: All right, what are we talking about this evening?
3: Uh, it's it's Thursday. Uh? So we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance, then the truth about the one percenters, the illegal alien invasion report, and what's up with our schools followed by the fuzzy muzzy report, our military heroes, and regulations suck if we get to it. That's not supposed to be up by the Pledge of Allegiance. You can get rid of all that.
2: You sure? I was looking forward to saying it.
3: You'll be saying it later on.
2: The, the rape ugs are coming. <laughs> I don't have my keyboard turned on. I can't edit it. Oh, okay. Okay. Time for the pledge. Patriots, hands over heart, face the flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
3: And we don't know if they can hear Rue or not because the windows are closed.
2: Yeah, they can hear him.
3: He's screaming. (laughs)
2: It's there not it it's, it's not a sound file, it's a real rooster. Uh starting right off with the truth about the one percentage, just diving right in. We are. From CNS News. Ever since President Caesar Brox Obaminus started running for president in two thousand seven, there has been a debate about how much tax rich Americans pay and whether they should pay more. In that ongoing debate, Paul Krugman, uh, God, really, and Matt Iglesias, yeah, Iglesias, criticized the chart below because, according to them, it does not give a complete picture of the tax burden borne by Americans because it only includes the federal income tax. Since the rich pay a higher share of federal income taxes than of total federal taxes, they argued we were misleading by making it look like the rich pay. Higher share of taxes than they do. We responded to them here and here. Really?
3: <laughs> well, they had the whole graph going, and I wasn't going to put the graph up. Uh, I would like to have seen it. You're the one who sent me this. You did see it.
2: I, when I decide to send you something, I don't read it.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you I looked at know, it.
2: I once, I once I start looking at it, I find it's interesting, I send it to you, and I don't read the rest of it because I know I'm going to do it on air.
3: Oh. Okay, well, when the links go up, they can click on it and see the graph. I guess so. But they explain the graph anyway.
2: You can do that at UncooperativeBlogger.com. Um in that spirit, here is a new chart. Oh come on. <laughs> that shows the print of all federal taxes, including individual income, corporate income, payroll, excise, and other miscellaneous taxes. The top ten percent pays fifty three point three percent of all federal taxes. While looking at just federal income taxes, they pay sixty eight percent of the burden. And and everyone goes, Oh, they, they, this person has not pay anything, but they still pay sales tax. There's no federal sales tax. Just because I've had I've had this discussion on the internet already. So, just remember this number. The top 10% pays 53.3% of all federal taxes. And since there are no, yet, and hopefully never, any federal sales tax, uh, that was just a silly thing to say.
3: What? People still pay sales tax.
2: (laughs) Yeah, state and local sales tax. There's no federal sales tax. And you, won't, you, you, don't, you don't want to get into places like New York City to see how much the uh, rich pay. <laughs> I bet it's 90%. The top 1% pays 24% of all federal taxes compared to 35% of all federal income taxes. The data for total federal taxes come from the Congressional Budget Office. The data for federal income taxes comes from the IRS. Heritage has not altered the data from either in any way except to combine income categories in the Congressional Budget Office data. The respective sources use different breaking points. <laughs> the respective sources use different breaking points for income categories. They also use different definitions of income. The Congressional Budget Offices is broader because it is market income, which includes more government transfer payments than the IRS's use of adjusted gross income. Nevertheless, comparing them is still a useful way to understand who pays how much federal tax. Top 10% and top 1% pay smaller shares of the tax burden when looking at total federal taxes than federal income taxes because the payroll tax which accounts for more than a third of all federal tax receipts, is more evenly distributed than the income tax.
3: Okay, please explain that.
2: I, I it, Payroll tax encompasses more than just federal income tax. Yeah, Medicare and Social Security, too.
3: And unemployment insurance, too? No. No?
2: Workers don't pay for un- work unemployment.
3: Well, but their bosses States do. It's government-run. But their bosses pay for it. Uh huh. <laughs> Isn't that the top ten percent? Would be the bosses.
2: Well, I think you get in a much of a broader area now. You say bosses. You could have a business with just one employee.
3: Okay, so what are they actually saying? That it looks like they're not paying a lot, but they they still are.
2: No, that the, the, their argument was specious, and this they actually used numbers that made it lower. If they use just the income tax, it's higher got gotcha. so they took the more conservative approach
3: well it's obama math
2: no this is real math not no, obama this math. is real right this is real But the math.
3: critics are using obama math
2: yeah the critics are conf- the, the critics are talking point junkies it's they're little bots they run around and regurgitate the same nonsense that they feel are winning talking points they you know they send them out like daily coast and uh and uh, moveon.org and all that stuff. Yeah. All they do is hang around progressives and go on progressive websites and talk about progressiveness. That's all they do. They're just immersed in stupidity. The top 10% and uh, and top 1% pay smaller shares of the tax burden when looking at total federal taxes than federal income taxes because the payroll tax, which accounts for, more than one-third of all federal receipts is more evenly distributed than the ta- than the income tax.
3: You know, you just read I that. I know,
2: but it's very confusing.
3: It is confusing. So I wanted to read it again. It is.
2: But the corporate tax tempers that effect because it falls mostly 75%, according to Congressional Budget Office, on shareholders. Most of whom earn higher incomes, although not all of them. Neither chart makes a judgment on whether those top earners pay too much or if they should pay more. The purpose of the original chart, and this one, is to simply give American people facts. Given the information in the charts, people will have differing opinions as to how the tax burden on the rich should change, or whether it should change at all. But at least they will know the starting point from which they are changing the distribution of the tax burden. Instead of thinking that high earners are not paying a large share of the tax burden, as some have led them to believe in recent years, yes. That uh, who's that idiot over at uh, Microsoft, Gates? No, his friend. Let's uh, the other guy. Uh, anyway, he, he was. Uh, he's the one that started that. my my secretary pays more taxes than I do.
3: Somethingberg.
2: And. No, that that would be Facebook.
3: Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm getting
4: confused.
2: It's going to come to me later. I know it. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows who the other rich white dude is that said, like, my secretary pays more income income tax than I do. He's lying or he's purposely not paying himself. It's his company. He decides how much he makes. Why would you give yourself uh, an income that could be taxed when you could just uh, have all your living needs taken care of by the business and have it as a write-off and not have to not have to pay it yourself? So yeah, that's really stupid. It, all of that he's really overpaying his secretary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 I, I, I have no. I I, I remember the story, and I it, it wasn't considered a tremendous amount, but. For a secretary making six figures, that's pretty good. Pretty good secretarian. I thought that was like an entry level job, secretary. Well, and then depends. later on, I know later on for corporate people when you get that high up, you've got to be.
3: Well, you know, yeah, because you're probably going to have to know a couple of different languages, right? Probably. Yep. And you're going to definitely know how how to balance a checkbook, unlike our government.
2: And uh, don't forget how to file. The alphabet's important. <laughs> math.
3: You know, half of math. these kids couldn't get a job doing math out of college right now.
2: They could lying about it, but if there was a <laughs> test, there ain't no way. If there's a reading comprehension test, forget about it.
3: Plus you'd <laughs> have to know
2: how forget to Forget about math. You'd have
3: to know how to be a good hostess. You'd have to know of it. You have all to have a good
2: talking and, voice mm-hmm. and you have to know the ins and outs of the business. Yep. That's why, you know, you work your way up from the steno pool. Yep. But, yeah, once you get to his, you're right, you're way up there. I'm surprised she called you know, him secretary to, instead of assistant.
3: That, yeah.
2: I will point out that the whole time the story mm, kept saying secretary, secretary, never corrected to assistant ever. Right. So. She uh, would know how to have to know I, I am to, so happy that she doesn't feel that secretary is a demeaning name. Secretary of State is a demeaning, is it?
3: She would have to know how to, you know, find clothes for him, his gourmet oh. foods, you great gotta shop for him, you gotta take his yep.
2: his laundry. Yep. You gotta pick up his laundry, you gotta make sure his mocha, latte, whatever the heck he drinks is hot and fresh and ready to go.
3: Yep. She'd have to know about cooking because she'd have to hire chefs and menus and the whole nine yards. It's a very important job, actually. If you think about it.
2: Depends on how much you use them. I don't think she's she's not the, the first lady. You're <laughs> just trying to. Hey, look, throw, the
3: first lady doesn't even do that. Are the you kidding? First me? First
2: lady t- has someone else do it, but she she has a lot of input in it.
3: Yeah, Mama Obama. She's running around k- starving our kids. She doesn't have time to do all the stuff she's supposed to oh, be they're doing. They take
2: more salt out of our diet too. Yeah. How do they got to stop twisting the arms of these companies? It's the only, it makes sense that they're going to agree. All right, yeah, we'll take more sodium out of our food, so it tastes even worse than it did before. I have to salt everything. She gives me pickle, I have to salt it. Potato chips, I have to salt it. Butter, I have to salt it.
3: You know, the, the first first ladies in this country were extremely proud to do the domestic things that need required of the first lady because we had to show a good oh, face well, to feminism, the rest of the world. Now, you
2: don't expect Mama Obama to vacuum, do you?
3: I mean, seriously.
2: <laughs> I hear to you. She doesn't clean the house.
3: No, she's running around starving. No, I meant
2: before she went to the White House. She did. She wasn't doing. She wasn't cleaning the house. Obamunus was cleaning the house. (laughs) All right, push the button.
3: No, I'm not ready.
2: You should be ready. Why was you so long? Because I thought you were gonna be. Set it up ahead of time. I keep telling you that. You don't listen to me. No,
3: I don't. I really don't listen
2: to you. It's true.
3: I don't even know what I did with it.
2: Well, I guess we're just going to move along.
3: Well, I didn't think you'd get through that so fast.
2: Epa, epa, hey, epa. No. <laughs> there it goes.
5: Let's get a grip on immigration in the great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. It's high time that we close the that gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third-world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States.
2: Okay. Thank you. Call Clang, Clang with K.com. And of course, that'd be just time for the Second Amendment Report, and that's the wrong sound file to have up there because it's not supposed to have that pshoo on the end of it.
3: That's the only one I've ever, ever played. Ever. It's been... This is the one I play every time. But,
2: but that's supposed to be a lead into another commercial. That's why Well, there. you never fixed it, then. I did. There's two of them. No, What's that one say?
3: It's immigration segment intro.
2: Ah, and notice, no seconds...
3: Right, and I don't have that. Well, I'll look for it right now.
2: Go, I do, and if you don't, you're gonna need to. Anyway, move right along. From World Net Daily, <clears throat> you didn't like my Speedy Gonzalez imitation. <laughs> I, I know I did it wrong, but I haven't heard of him in like thirty years or something. Illegal immigration ugh, has exploded. You know, someone actually had the nerve to put in my timeline that I ignored her pleas of help about immigration. And now this is all going on. And you should tell all his, his, his listeners that, uh, that he's for, he caused illegal immigration. He didn't stop it when he could. I, I was the founder and president of the coalition against illegal immigration
6: for years. Are you
2: kidding me? For many years. I even met with Haster's aide on the phone, uh, which you think it's easy to get the Speaker of the House's aide on the phone. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I fought, Twitter... I've i been fighting illegal immigration since I started blogging, which is like, what, 15 years ago?
3: Yep. Now, you're talking about your Twitter timeline. Yes. Okay.
2: I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and So far, about 50 people retweeted that one i i didn't I didn't listen to her, please, and I ignored her, and I don't even know I don't even know who she is. It's the first time I've ever met her, and it's not really meeting, but you know on twitter uh I don't even know who she is, and she's telling me she she <laughs> that she pled for me to help and uh well, no, she didn't, and I helped anyway see it's kind of guy uh a mm, little <laughs> crazy i isn't that one of those times. You just thought, out here's your sign. I didn't have enough characters left, or I would have <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> so illegal immigration has exploded fifty seven percent less than two years, and how do we know that? We have no way of knowing that. We have no way of knowing that they're not they're turning away at the border they're not they're not deporting them, they're not arresting them, they're not apprehending them, they're not looking for them. all they have to say is some magic words, and they have to shut up and they can't ask them any questions. And there are a lot in the country. So how how are we keeping count exactly? Are we still going by the old one? The old method where you go by how many they catch, and that can tell you how many actually cross the border. Really. So you know exactly what percentage of the population you have apprehended. Well, no, but you don't know how big the population is, right? Right. So you don't know how many people come across the border. Right? Right. That's how the conversation should go. But it's not. So if they're saying 57%, but depending on where they're getting their numbers, it it might be higher than that. So that was in less than two years. With at least 550,000 new illegals entering the U.S. in a trend that is set to continue growing according to new census data. Legal immigration is also on the rise, growing by 30%. Why would legal and for it grow? Why are we allowing 30% more people to come in than last year? I say no. As a matter of fact, I don't want any more people from third world countries, second world countries. No more. Don't want them. No Muslims. I don't care. No, not temporary. Sorry. Trump Trump knows better than that. It's not going to be temporary because if you ever do, that'll be permanent. Uh, if I don't think he'll be able to. He'll probably try, but we need a, a whole cease on immigration, and we need to stop chain migration, which is just nonsense. That it's because you you got to be a citizen and immigrated here, you keep bring your your whole family over. I'm not kidding you. We're talking, you know, grandma, grandpa, father, mother, sisters, brothers siblings, whatever, uncles, aunts. No, you got a slot, one slot, and that's all you get is that slot. That's how it used to be. Your rest of your family wanted to come over here. They had to apply just like you do. You did not get to come over here just because there were married people that people that came over here, men came over here, left their wives back in the old country and sent money back to them. But you get one slot, and any of your other family members want to come, they got to go through the same hoops you do. No special treatment. And they get in line just like you did. But, no, they don't do that now because they know about the chain migration thing, see? So they don't bother with that. <sighs> Oh, anyway, that's census data. Uh Legal immigration is also on the rise 30% uh, from 1.6 million in 2012 to 2013 to 2 million in 2014-2015, according to a Center for Immigration Studies analysis of the data. And by the way, you cannot properly control immigration with chain migration because you never know for that one person that applied for citizenship how many he, other people he's going to bring over.
3: You know... It's amazing we're doing this today. My checkout girl, when I went to town, Uh in Butte, the little town of Butte, the little city.
2: 30,000. I still don't know where 30,000 people are.
3: In the middle of nowhere, Montana, I had a girl from Malaysia check me out. Fresh off the boat from Malaysia.
2: Well, at least it isn't from Syria.
3: Doesn't matter. Malaysia has Muslims too.
2: I know. Did she where, did she have a hajib? No. Then she's not a Muslim. I asked her if she was Did she check out the bacon?
3: I didn't have any bacon. You know bacon? I had hot dogs.
2: Okay, same thing. <laughs> hot dogs are not halal.
3: Yeah, she checked out the hot dogs. I asked her if she was here on a student visa. No, she's here with her family.
2: How? Visiting?
3: Her father's working for the government.
2: Ah, lovely. (laughs) Well, at least there's no hijit.
3: Why is she taking a job from an American?
2: Well, that's the $24,000 question now, ain't it? And why aren't Americans more pissed off about it? Well, they're somewhat pissed off about it. You can tell. uh, They nominated Trump in the Republican primaries. That's how pissed off they are. And by the way, if you think Hitler has a chance batch chance in hell, she doesn't. Not against him. He's going to tear her apart. She is the least liked person in the United States, I think, at this time. And nobody wants to see that face all the time. Someone just put that up on Twitter. I, good thing I didn't have my keyboard. I was going to let him have it. I don't need that. I might throw up. I'm going to eat my food or something. Look, Brian,
3: obviously a lot of people do want her. Otherwise, she wouldn't be getting all these delegates.
2: Yes, the 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 Daily Coast kind of people.
3: I mean, we even got people here in Montana screaming for her.
2: But a lot of independents and Democrats are going to Trump. And I got bad news for you. A lot of the women vote's going to go for Trump, too. Because they're they're not these whiny little feeble things you think they are on the left because your women are like that. Conservative women aren't like that. Reports earlier this week that the surge of Central Americans at the U.S.-Mexico border is again heating up. And again, uh, this is being encouraged by this administration, basically advertising in Central America for them to come here and facilitated by the mexican government and if you don't believe me answer me this or you could do it like getting riddle me this i'm the riddler of <laughs> uh, if it's true that the surge is happening again how are they getting over the mexican border mexico doesn't let people across its border uh re- re- illegal aliens are caught and thrown under the prison forget the prison all of a sudden, they're just coming right in from Central America like it's nothing. Hopping on freight trains and everything. Wasn't that great? They're still doing it. Uh, he's going to massively screw up this country. Before he's gone. Massively. Uh, U.S.-Mexico border again is heating up, are woefully underplaying the true nature of the problem. A U.S. Border Patrol agent tells world that Daily. From last October to March, the U.S. Border Patrol averaged 330 apprehensions of Central Americans a day, according to an analysis by the Pew Research Center. An increase of 100% over the same period a year earlier. A border agent who works out of the El Centro, California sector told World Daily the Pew numbers, although though just released, are based on data three months old. The actual numbers since March are much higher. As for the surge, yes, it's happening again. However, I've heard the number is higher than the 330 per day they are reporting, the agent told Ronald Dale. That's
3: per day. Per <laughs> day that many people coming into this country. How much is that in a week? We'll tell you when we get back.
2: Don't <laughs> go corporate radio show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back.
5: You live here? Yes Well, maybe you know what a zombie is When a person dies and is buried it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life
1: How horrible
5: It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own You see them sometimes Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats?
7: the health insurance hotline today learn how this 10 minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates this is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates so call right now to learn more 800-296-1140 800-296-1140 800 215 6813 800 215 6813 800 215 6813 800 215 6813. This is a fee based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states.
0: What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll
7: get them off your back. 800-511-3024 800-511-3024 800-511-3024 3024
6: the following message is brought to you by health markets your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business do you offer health insurance to your employees call us now and see if you can save money do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now.
7: 800 862 336 800-862-0336. 800-862-0336. That's 800-862-0336. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies.
2: To your radio show. Half a one.
3: Now, at 330 per day. Uh, easier
2: to understand that way.
3: Yes. At 330 <laughs> per day.
2: Not an hour. Half of one. Yes. That makes, you don't know, like? I like it. Oh, you do? Okay. I just did it a different way, you didn't notice. I did. Okay.
3: <laughs> anyway, at 330 people per day, that's 2,310 people a week week.
2: Now I did that in my head before she could get the calculator up. Uh but I'm not gonna do any more math gymnastics. Um, um now let's talk about uh what he's hearing. He says it's higher than that. So how much is that a month?
3: That's sixty nine thousand three hundred people a month.
2: Okay. Go back to the original three thirty. Okay. Times fifty two
3: times
2: Oh, not 3 I'm sorry. I meant the uh, 2310
3: number. Okay. <laughs> now you're really confused. 2310. 2310 one, zero. One, zero times 52. Right. Is 120,120 120 persons a year.
2: This is just the illegal aliens coming across the southern border. Uh, Not even the real numbers. The low numbers they're using. We're using the low numbers. 120,000. That's ridiculous. And the, the refugees it's, add on to that.
3: And it's unsustainable. We can't sustain this many people. And
2: then immigration's up 30%. Legal immigration's up 30%. Foreign visas are up. I mean, I could keep going on with this list, by the way. We, we've been doing it in the show. Now, listen to this. He said the number he was hearing from agents working in the South Texas sector is in the high hundreds, close to 800 per day. Dang.
3: that's 5,600 people per week
2: times 52
3: and that's 291,200 people per year
2: yeah that's a number huh of low education poor diseased criminal, criminal. people coming to this country like again, that doesn't include the legal immigration, uh, which includes the H one B, you know, foreign visas that people are were trying to get stopped, and they couldn't get it done.
3: Didn't you just find out that, or did I hear it on one of the talk shows that there's a new, there's another visa that they can come here and work for summer jobs that yes. our college kids and our high school kids are supposed to be taking? Yes.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's like...
3: Uh, HB4 or some crap like that?
2: H1, H2. It's H1 or H2. Uh, it might be 2B or something like yeah,
3: that. Yeah, they come here for summer jobs!
2: Ow. for Yeah, to do the jo- summer jobs that uh, our kids want to do. Nobody's hiring anybody over the summer break because they have illegal aliens. You really should watch the microphone. <laughs> she's trying to be quiet and sneak out so you don't know but I'm going to tell you every, she's leaving she's not here we've also seen an increase in illegal alien crossings in my sector El Centro however we aren't getting high numbers of OTMs other than Mexicans like they are in South Texas he added I'm guessing we are seeing an increase due to the possibility of a Trump presidency this fall the news from the border becomes as comes as a report was released Tuesday, showing a 57 percent increase in illegal immigration over the past two years, while legal immigration has also increased. I we covered that. So I don't know why they'd want to come here because Trump's coming here because Trump says he's going to kick them all out. We got to get him. We got to get him savvy to Operation Wetback. Eisenhower. Yes, it was already done in this country. Oh, in modern times. Oh, my. And it worked. Oh, my. Oh, it's so mean. You would have put him in a ship and sail him to the farthest reaches of the... Yeah, to hell if I could. <clears throat> From cnsnews.com. Yeah, I'm soft on illegal aliens. That's me. I hate to see someone who's really tough on illegal aliens. What does he want to do? Incinerate them? Oh, it could be a, a, a she, I guess. Could even be a witch. <laughs> what? There's real witches in the world. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you. All right, from cnsnews.com, Representative Henry Queller, Democrat, Texas, told C-SPAN's Washington Journal on Thursday that the U.S.-Mexico border is safer than the nation's capital. That, If that's true, I feel real bad for the people in Washington, D.C., but then again, they're not supposed to be living there in the first place. Only only the servants of of these people are supposed to live there. That's it. I think that's but millions of citizens. It's not a state. They want to vote. You don't get the vote. You're not a state. The border is safer than Washington, D.C. The murder rate here might be three or four times per 100,000. Where you and I work in Washington, D.C., I believe it's 15.9 murders per 100,000. So it's a lot safer here than we were in Washington, D.C., Queller said, speaking from Laredo, Texas. So they have this perception. People that run for national office, some people that run for state office, Always paint the border as a flashpoint, and that's what they use as a punching bag. But if you look at this border, it's safe, and it certainly creates a lot of jobs for not only for us here, but across the nation. Queller added,
3: "Man, is he drinking the Kool Aid?" Oh, are we on what drugs? Is he His last about? name is
2: Queller. He's he's Mexican. He might be an American citizen. I don't know, but he's a Mexican name. Uh i'm sorry but how is that border safe if even the 330 number is correct 330 per day and we know what kind of people come across the border it's not well-to-do people it's the poor and it's those that are also criminal well they're all criminals because they break the law when they come here
3: brian they can't even but mean- i
2: mean you're larger criminals murderers rapists and Drunken driver murderers. There's, 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 you, if they printed the stories that these illegal aliens involved with crime, you'd be screaming for their heads. They hide it for you. Oh, let's be relevant. This is more dangerous than Washington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not for you, you idiot. You have the Secret Service. At least he's brave. He's at the border. I, I'm sure I know the Secret Service stays out of the pictures, but they're there. He doesn't go there with no security. I mean, he, he doesn't have to. He, maybe he does. I don't know. But I, I don't care what you say about that border. You don't have it under control unless you control who comes through it. Period. You have no way of knowing what's coming. Well, we already know because of the ones already here. We can extrapolate that it will bring more diseases that we have gotten rid of in this country. And, uh... Of course, the UN's trying to spread that around. That's how the Zika virus got here. And they brought the... Remember, they brought that other thing over here, too, the hemorrhagic fever. What he's trying to do is turn us into a third-world hellhole. So borders don't matter. We have all the same problems, same diseases, same whipped people.
3: Well, not only that, Brian, he could be... Making sure that there is a civil war and we start fighting amongst each, o- each other, killing each other, and then martial law.
2: Actually, that is the plan of trying to collapse the government. It will cause anarchy. And every time that happens, there's always bad people ready to go, I can fix this. I have the solution for I you. I can help Just you. Just take my hand. Yeah. Why, wait for it, because the way things go, it looks like they're going to succeed. and We'll get to all find out exactly what it's like. You don't have to imagine it, right? No? No, I don't think it sounds good either. According to the Federal Bureau of Investigations, there were only 105 murders and non-negligent manslaughter in Washington, D.C. at a rate of 15.9 per 1,000 inhabitants. In 2014, the latest year available data. Texas, California, Arizona, New Mexico lie on the U.S.-Mexico border. In Texas, there were 1,184 murders at a rate of 4.4 per 100,000 inhabitants in 2014. Yeah, but see, here's the difference. We're talking in neighborhoods uh, that should be having this problem. We're not talking about ghettos, where there's a bunch of drug-dealing criminals murdering every, each other out there. That, that, Yeah, that's what those numbers are about. Well, they don't have that problem there. It's a different problem. It's the people coming across the border bringing crime with them. And it's always bad for the people on the border, because guess what? they got to cross through them to get anywhere else. And so, yes, the other thing about the numbers is there are illegal aliens all over the country. Just like they're doing now with the refugees, bringing them in here, they did that with illegal immigrants. They were busing them all over the country. I was reporting it. Nobody wanted to believe it. And they're everywhere. uh, I mean, so they're committing crime across the country. So, this is a really stupid argument. But, you know, what do you accept for elected cockroach? In Texas, there were 1,184 murders at a rate of 4.4 per 100,000 inhabitants. In Arizona, that same year, 2014, there were 319 murders at a rate of 4.7 per 100,000 inhabitants. In California, there were 1,699 murders at a rate of 4.4 4 per 100,000 inhabitants. And in New Mexico, there were 101 murders at a rate of 4.8 per 100,000 inhabitants. Okay, are we going to get to the rape statistics now? Oh, it's the end of the article? Really? They're not going to give the rape statistics? Nope. They're just going to count murders. They're not all murderers. No kidding. They're not all murderers. It's not safer to be down there. <laughs> and it, you're doing a generalization of Texas. You're not saying which counties... I want it county by county. How about that? Elected cockroach. You think we're stupid, but we're not. Oh well, some of us are. They're useful idiots, but most of us can think for ourselves. Uh, especially the people who listen to this show. Okay. What's up with our schools?
3: Wow, you're flying right through all this. <laughs> some Jesus. things some
2: things are self explanatory, I keep explaining that to you. <laughs>
3: Anyway, That should be self-explanatory. Now, we're going to our public school, so what do you want to play? Do you want to play... Schoolhouse Rock. Melissa Harris-Perry or Stupid Girl?
2: Oh, that's a tough one.
3: I know. (laughs)
2: Mm, Stupid Girl.
3: Stupid Girl it is.
4: Stephanie, you're going 80 miles per hour. How long will it take you to go 80 miles? I don't know. Why do you keep asking me? What is it? I don't know. I said 80 minutes now, and you said no. Then I said 80 minutes now, and you said no. Then I said 8 minutes and you said no. 80 miles
1: per
4: hour. How long will it take you to go miles? What? Okay, if you're going 80 miles per hour, how long will it take you to go 80 miles? Okay, <laughs> 80 miles, hour, mm-hmm. go 80 miles? Yeah. I don't understand. Alright, <laughs> 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 can't look my to this. Okay. 80. So do I like divide something? No. (laughs) 80 miles per hour. How long does it take you to go 80 miles?
1: (laughs) Yes.
3: I don't know, dude. (laughs) What is it? If you're going 80 miles per hour, hour, how long will it take you you to go 80 (laughs) miles? Dude, I don't know.
4: If you're going eighty, 80 miles. miles per hour. No listen, if you're going eighty miles per hour, how long will it take you to go eighty miles? Per
3: hour? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What?
4: <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> eighty miles per hour. Okay, so you're eighty miles per hour. Okay. So an hour, 80 miles. Okay. So how long will it take you okay. to go 80 miles? An hour? Yes. An hour? Yes. What is an hour? Yeah. 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Not minutes.
3: minutes.
2: There goes two minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> that is what's coming out of our high schools right now. i Maybe even college. <laughs> she didn't look that young, so she, maybe college. <laughs> yeah.
3: How do you like them now?
2: This is Hey, this is what we let happen to the we're, children. And we're still letting it happen. Those government schools are not closed down. And those government schools are child abuse centers. They have to be shut down. Get your kids out. Do whatever you have to do. Homeschool them. Get a tutor. A, a, you know, Hang from a tree upside down. I don't know. Whatever you have to do. Just spin a sign for money, I don't, whatever. Get your kids out of the government schools, and when you take it back, your local government say you might want to talk about. You know, we got to find another way to fund schools except through property tax, because we don't want our citizens feeling like they're just renters, right? Because if I don't pay the money, they say I owe them, then I can't live on my land. They take it away from me. So how do I own it? The government owns it, obviously. How is it that nobody has figured this out over the decades? Okay, from WFAA.com. National Honor Society, NHS, stoles are a frequent site at high school graduation ceremonies. I don't know what a stoles is. Uh, around the country, but one Plano Senior High School student is frustrated that he won't be allowed to wear one when he puts on his cap and gown next month. I don't know what a Stoles is still. Anybody? According to school practices, students are not allowed to wear NHHS regalia. Garrett Frederick, has been a National Honor Society member since his sophomore year, dedicating himself to maintaining a high GPA and performing community service hours. Now, this is all about the you are not you can't to let anyone know you're smarter than them or better than them or there you do not they do not want to promote achievement. They they don't promote achievement. Because there is no achievement. They don't allow allow it. Then everybody's equal. No one has hurt feelings. Everyone gets paid the same money. That's what they want, too, by the way. Everybody gets the same money. Like on Star Trek. uh, Only the Vulcans haven't landed yet. And until that happens, I don't think we're going to get along on this planet. But we can sure try. But there's no getting along with Islam. If you haven't figured that out yet, you really have to pray on it, meditate on it, whatever you want to call it. But you have to get yourself educated on what this does to society. A society where achievement is not rewarded. Why achieve if there's no reward? What, what If this guy over here got by on a D average, gets the same job I do, why did I bother trying to keep a, a GPA that's 4.0? I'm just saying, you know, it's... This is what ha- this is what socialism does. And socialism's point is to lead you to communism. That's the deal. That's why socialism was created. But it never gets there because the minute they centralize all the power and and, and all the property and everything to themselves, they don't give it back. Every single time they don't give it back. There hasn't been one exception to the rule. Not one. Let's still wait for that savior of the of the lefty group out there that's going to actually make socialism work. Oh, just because they didn't do it right. Oh, now the excuse is, it only works if the whole world is socialist. It still doesn't work. What do you think, if the whole world was socialist, who do you think that system would work for? You? The masses, the billions of people in the world? You? Or the elites that run everything? And the military? That's right. The elites that run everything in the military. They always have everything. And the people always have nothing. And the only reason they always have everything is because there's countries like the United States of America that actually gives money to countries that they shouldn't. Not talk about Cuba, but now that Cuba's no longer the embargo, I bet they're gonna get every single country on the globe gets aid from us. Foreign aid. There's no exceptions. Cuba was one of the exceptions, but but now Cuba's just like every other country, so our friend we're gonna give them money, and you know who the money's gonna go to? Susan, do you know the military, the military it always does the military and of course the people that run it the elites oh no, I you know, I heard you I went to Cuba. it was wonderful the people tell me they love it here in Cuba. you mean the you mean the town they create for uh, all the people that come over there and see Cuba I'd rather. I saw, and this was on Current, so it's not a right-wing thing, a kid of a Cuban immigrant decided he wanted to go see for himself what Cuba's like, and so he did. And he brought his camera, and he filmed it. It's despair. Utter despair. There is no way for your life to be improved. You are stagnant. You cannot go up. You can go down, but you can't go up. There's shelves in in the communist stores are are empty, except for alcohol. I'm just telling you. Rum down there is cheap. That's what a Cuba... Cuba I can't say the word. Cuba, Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre. Uh, that's uh, just rum and coke to us. With a twist of line. So, anyway, they drink a lot of rum there, because so there's nothing to do but drink. So, that's what they do. And they're all sitting around depressed, doing nothing. It, it just, it was horrible. And the, the the kind of, the whole scene was different. It's like a giant ghetto. And then they have that little fairy tale world. All of them do it. North Korea has it. China has it. Cuba has it. Where they have those special places where they take you, and you think you're getting a tour of the city, but you're only getting a tour of what they want you to see. It's And it's all been, it's all theater. Outside that zone, it's a hellhole. Always. Not sometimes. Always. Anyway, back to this performing service hours. I'm not just an honor student. I'm a NHS student. I worked hard. I put in the hours, Frederick said explained that he committed to 20 hours of community service every semester. National Honor Society members frequently wear white satin stoles with the NHS seal during graduation ceremonies to mark their commitment. Until recently, Frederick thought he'd be able to wear one. I was really looking forward to wearing it, being able to say I was part of it, because I have friends that go to Plano East High School and Plano West High School, and they're all wearing it, he said. So it's like, I don't know, why, why are we not allowed to wear it? We're going to go to our break, check ready, out. Stay tuned, goes. We'll be right back. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation.
3: Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show.
2: Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel that like global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch-magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you! Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist socialist paradise. Just walk, bike, or drive your carbon credit vehicle to the Uncooperative Moped Dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks, and pickup trucks, and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and on to one of our fully-loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. Woo! I don't know if this is a good idea, son.
4: Using funk. But
5: What will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way, we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Hide from immigration, sneaking
1: in America,
5: across the land, across a nation, sneaking in America. Got to have some legislation.
1: Obamacare.
5: Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Who can make the sun rise? make the sun rise? Promise you the moon. Promise you the moon. Cover you with health care and a miracle or two. Obama can. Obama can. Oh, Obama can, man. Obama-
4: Ham Sandwich Rule. If you're in the country illegally, you are entitled to a well-prepared and frankly delicious ham sandwich, followed by a helpful boot in the ass to assist you in exiting the country. As always, a fizzy soda of your choice is optional.
5: Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, That's a good question. Uh... Oh uh, 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 evil exists, we see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated, it. defeat
1: it.
5: Let me just say Defeated, uh, defeated it. Defeat it. Defeat it. Defeat it. There's
3: no other way. We have
2: Radio Show Hour two. two. Two.
3: You're all tangled again, Brian. Uh. His microphone gets t- his headset earpieces get tangled in his glasses it's Oof. really it's not good it's not a good thing
2: it's not it's a puzzle too oh
3: it is a puzzle it's oh not. and thank you miss melissa harris perry tampon woman for uh that uh tampon lady lady
2: lady a <laughs> oh,
3: lady for that collectivist moment
2: <laughs>
3: oh and paul yeah, but
2: i'd like to see you try and tell me how to raise my kids oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you might have to wear tampons permanently on your head.
3: <laughs> and um, Obama can, can that parody. Thank you. Uh, Shanklin. Shanklin. Shanklin.com. He does it. He does it so well. <laughs> all, the, all the Obama parodies that we have.
2: Well, I, I combed through his parodies when he told me I could use them, and I took all the best ones.
3: Very, very good.
2: Okay, where are we now with the na- 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 H.S. student?
3: Uh, that he wants to wear We'll da- da-
2: da- da- be able to wear one. <clears throat> I was really looking forward to wearing it and being able to say I was part of it. And I already, I already read that, but I didn't read the whole thing, so. Because I have friends that go to the East and West Plano schools, and they're all wearing it, he said. So it's like, I don't know why we're not allowed to wear it. I don't get it. Frederick's mom is frustrated, too. She wrote the principal of the school and said she got a message back saying that graduates do not wear any club or organizational regalia. Kellyanne Frederick says a National Honor Society sponsor claimed school administrators want everyone to feel included in graduation and not single students out.
3: Except if they're transgender.
2: Yeah, then they can give a speech. They deserve it," Kellyanne said. "They worked hard for it. If you choose not to work that hard, then that's okay. I wasn't the an NHS kid. I didn't wear the NHS stole when I graduated, but friends of mine did, and I was okay.
3: Okay. So what's the real news behind this news?
2: They're trying to. They're just turning us into collectivists.
3: Yep. Well, didn't you say they're getting rid of honors classes as well?
2: In schools, yes, yes. They're, tr- they're getting rid of the whole idea of honest student.
3: Except if you're transgender.
2: No, you still all go to the same class, unfortunately.
3: But not the same bathroom.
2: Hope- yes, but in public school they will be. Just so you know. Because Obama has said so. Obama rules.
3: He's our Caesar.
2: Not. <clears throat> the school district confirmed the practice on Tuesday. And that it differs from nearby Plano West and East High Schools where students do wear NHA stoles. What is an NHA stole? Is she still in the look up stoles. What's a stole? Is it a sash? They call it a stole? Or is it the thing on the hat?
3: Brian, I said it in the beginning of the article. No, it didn't. I asked the same question in uh, the beginning
2: of the article. I don't know what man. a stole is. At Plano Senior High, students with a GPA of 3.6 or higher can wear a plain honor stole but not the National Honor Society stole that signifies both grades and community service. Garrett says he and his friends in National Honor Society have considered starting a petition or taking, talking to the principal, even though he thinks it's too late for his own graduation ceremony. Still, he hopes the policy can change so that future other Plano senior high school students can share in a national tradition. It's kind of a national thing that's recognized, so I don't know why we just plan, Plano can't recognize it. He said, "Because you're special and they don't like that."
3: That's exactly it.
2: It makes you stand out. Then you're not a good little proletariat, a nice use, a nice useless, useful idiot. Uh. uh all right. Uh. Look, the, the, again, get your kids out of government schools. They're Now, child abuse centers, and it needs to end once and for all. The experiment has long since failed. It's over. Forget it. Collectivism doesn't work. Our kids went from number one in the world to number 40-something in the world. All right, another from World Net Daily. A judge in Ohio has agreed to dismiss criminal charges against homeschooling parents who forgot to file required paperwork after the local prosecutor asked for the dismissal,
3: that's what a stole is. That's what it looks like. You can describe it to the folks. It's like a sash. That's
2: what I said. A sash. Why did they? Why is it a stole?
3: That's because there's
2: different stoles. There's
3: there's those a Christian, different sashes, right? That the Christian, what the priests use wear. Yeah, that's they call that a, a religious stole. No, I don't remember
2: an, that being called a stole.
3: And then that's an academic stole. They had different types.
2: Uh, Okay, I'll have to look up what the word means later, obviously. So, back to World Daily and homeschoolers. But another criminal case still looms against a second homeschool family in the state. According to the Homeschooled Legal Defense Association, the world's premier advocate for parents who educate their children. The details of the two cases remain sketchy since the families have not wanted to be identified. But HSLDA confirmed Wednesday that the first case charges of contributing to the delinquency of a minor forgetting to file a notice of intent with the local school district, which was quickly corrected when discovered, were dismissed. The organization explained that in 2014, their first year to homeschool, the family worked under the supervision of a private school when they decided to move to an independent status for 2015-2016, they were unaware a uh, notice of intent was required. So the local district counted the children as absent. After a month, a truant officer they, we have truant officers again visited the family, letting them know for the first time of the problem. He gave them an ultimatum: prove you are homeschooling or appear in court. The next day, the homeschooling mother brought proof of her homeschool to the officer. But despite that, the officer had told the family, the school district filed criminal charges against the family that same day, accusing them of contributing to the delinquency of a minor, a crime that is punishable in Ohio with up to $1,000 in fines and six months in jail. HSLDA then raised the question of whether the prosecutor would be able to prove that the family recklessly contributed to Terenzi. Recklessly means that she acted with heedless indifference to the consequences and disregarded a substantial and unjustifiable risk to her children, HSLDA said. That is a hard legal standard to meet, especially when the only allegation is that someone failed to file a piece of paper. Yeah, but judges, judicial anarchy, you just never know. Well, that daily reported in February that the two cases were developing that HSLDA confirmed both families were relatively new to homeschooling in Ohio. One failed to file an annual notice, and the second family did not submit an educational assessment when the school district wanted it. What is an educational assessment? Um, We're not teaching to the test. That's why we homeschool. So, there's no test to tell had to assess them with. It's a different educational system. It's self-driven. It's independent. The kid learns to be independent and l- learn for himself and study whatever topics they're interested in, you know, over the basic reading, writing, and arithmetic. Peter K. Kamaka Wewu Ole Junior, a staff attorney for HSLDA, told World Net Daily No, that's really the name. When the cases developed that the organization was assembling a defense. Okay, I'll spell it for you. K A M A K A W I W O O L E Junior Kama Kawi Sounds Hawaiian to me. I wish I could say that the this incident is an isolated occurrence, but Unfortunately, cases like this tend to recur every few years in Ohio. Families submit a document late, and rather than the school district following up with the family after a few absences are accrued, the district waits until many absences are accrued. When these families finally were contacted by school officials, they provided the missing paperwork, and the school filed criminal charges against them. He explained that in both cases, the children were attending the school they thought they were enrolled in. They were obeying their parents, who expected them to do their schoolwork, and they were doing their lessons daily. These are simply not the sort of families that the Ohio legislature intended to be subject to these sorts of criminal penalties. He said the tragedy is that these prosecutions are entirely avoidable. They don't want to be avoided. They they don't want people homeschooling. For one thing, they lose money. Ohio's compulsory attendance statute has specific provisions which are supposed to apply when a school district believes that a child is truant. And those provisions require, among other things, that parents be provided notice when a district believes a child is truant and affords parents multiple opportunities to correct the behavior of the child. Or, in this case, to correct clerical errors. The compulsory attendance statute recognizes that parents can ultimately be prosecuted, but only as a last resort, after intermediary measures have been taken to correct the problem and have failed. It sounds like these people uh, in the education school system, system there, and whoever the uh, county attorney is that would actually have to be the one to press these charges, are out of their minds, and they, they must be commies. They don't like independence. They like collectivism. And homeschooling works in the opposite direction they've been fighting for for over 200 years. The total domination of our children's minds. From CNS News, Common Core is the educational standard program that everyone loves to hate, except the people who set policy for America's public schools. That's one reason why mere parents are opting to homeschool instead. Look, Common Core is, is just a way for them to map, remap your children's brain as it's developing. They're, therefore, making it almost impossible to fix. It may be impossible to fix, but i, I never like to say impossible. So, probable. So, they don't like homeschooling because that's going in the opposite direction of where they want it to go, which is total domination of the children, to use against us, to turn them against us. But again, the these things that go in the opposite direction of what they fight for, notice how ten- they never stop fighting for it. The unions are clawing and crying and, t- and they just keep going and they, they never stop. No matter what, they just never stop. The left is just, it's like that. They're, they're lemmings. They'll follow anybody, and then they'll just do whatever they say till the till the day till they die. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but that's how they they are winning, and we're losing because we're so independent. We're not working together. They are. See, we're not supposed to be in a democracy where the majority rules. So it's it's kind of a strange concept for conservatives. Although, like I said. Lefties, are, they're like lemmings. They just file nonsense. Anybody that believes in communism and socialism really doesn't have a mind and hasn't been educated properly. With our children, that's the case. They haven't been educated properly. Oh, no. Oh. Um, public schools that. But homeschooling parents shouldn't be complacent about the threat posed by the Common Core Crusaders, warns the ebook. Homeschooling, fighting for my children's future, the companies behind college entrance exams are aligning their questions with the Common Core curriculum. If your homeschooled children plan to go to attend college someday, Paula Boyard writes, the way things currently stand. They will be tested on Common Core achievements and behavior. That means you may need to consider altering your curriculum to align with the standards. You see what they're doing here? You can't. Who gives them the right to tell parents how to school their children? That's, you don't have a right to do that. The government has no power over that. No, the Department of Education is unconstitutional. And I don't care who put it there. Anyway, uh, the, this, the essay is one of three on Common Core that Bullyard penned in the book, which includes 26 essays from the pages of PJ Media. And together they paint a picture of a public education system in turmoil and homeschooling as one way out of the mess. But they won't let you. They drag you back in, do you hear? They're going to make you children chess to the standards every year, just like public school. Who are you to tell me I have to meet your standards, which are ridiculous and low, and I'm not teaching Common Core to my children ever. The whole point was to get away from Common Core and, again, take back your governance starting at the school board up. If you've got to move, move. If you can.
3: But I just think it's cute.
6: Is it? It's cute?
3: (laughs) Well, if you want your kids to go to college, it doesn't matter what you're teaching them at home. Because they, like you're saying, they have to go with the standard.
2: Right. But they're talking about holding the kids to the same standard while they're being homeschooled. Right. That's not even talked now, about you know entrance what? exams.
3: Now, what I have a question about, if you go to one of the sites that we've been telling the folks about, and I'm going to put, um, I'm going to get up the guest that we had, that has a whole elementary, you know, curriculum. Mm-hmm. And you pay for it. No, K through twelve. K through twelve. Okay. And you pay for it, and you're teaching your your kids at home. Does that company have to do the Common Core crap?
2: (laughs) No, they don't do Common Core crap, and then they're going to do Common Core crap. That's why you want your kids to learn from them.
3: Okay. So you cannot.
2: Well, again, you got to be in charge of your local government. Your local government's got to be able to say, no, you can't tell them. You can. You can't tell them they have to meet your standards. You have no power over them. You're a school. Your school, whatever they call them now, superintendent or no, that's pr- principal then superintendent, whichever. Yeah, there's no there's no powers over law enforcement. There's no powers over any individual except the students when they're placed in their care, and it's it. And why would you place them in their care? Because they don't care about your kids. So why are you leaving them there? Wow, that all rhymed too. <laughs>
3: But it's a really important point.
2: Yes, of Cause... course it's important. It, it it negates the whole purpose of homeschooling.
3: Yes, it does.
2: And that's just unacceptable. Again, common car is crap. Anybody that says otherwise is crap. Oh, hey, Kasich. You helped create common Core, you doofus. Oh, it's really good. All the what uh, We got together, governors, and we came up with this. Yeah, a bunch of progs got together and came up with a way to destroy children's minds. We get it. But it's your children's mind. I suggest you take care of it. You will not undo Common Core. I'm telling you now, don't let them do this to your children. The section on Common Core opens with a list of the 10 worst homework assignments based on those standards. The examples are from eight states: Arizona, California, Florida, Iowa, Louisiana, Nevada, Ohio, and Rhode Island, and cover several grades, illustrating the breadth and depth of Common Core's reach.
3: See, Ohio's in there.
2: Yeah, I, I saw Iowa and Ohio. Why? Kasich. Kasich. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I know it's C H, but I don't think you. I think it's a silent H. And who cares what his name is? I I dislike him even more than Bill O'Reilly. Most of the questions involved baffling approaches to math work. But one promoted Islam as a peaceful religion as part of a video about the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. And another pushed liberal ideology about climate change. The message to parents is that if they have children in public schools, they need to be diligent about not only what they are being taught, but how. If your children are under the influence of this curriculum, Ballard said, you may need to spend a significant amount of time debriefing them after school.
3: Didn't you have to do that when your daughter lived with us?
2: Yep. Well, immediately she started up with the homosexual thing because she had a lesbian friend in
3: school. Right. She's 15 years old, right? She was 15. Right. How do you know? That's what I'm saying. They're so screwed up. That, that's a, that, these
2: kids are gender identifying as the opposite in grammar school. We're talking, you know, little kids. that are not even sexually active. They haven't hit puberty or any of that. No. Why should they? Be, why should they? Why should they think they're a girl? Or, what? What the hell would make a kid do that? No normal child does that. And by the way, I'm telling you, I if if you really care, if you see something like that, you can almost bet that those parents have abused that child sexually. One of the parents is going to be guilty of abusing that child. I'm telling you, it's a dead giveaway, so let them out themselves. Go ahead. Dress your kid up in a dress and send him to school. And then, well, we need to look into this family, and we need to have a talk with this kid with the shrink and find out what's going on. Why does the kid think he's female when he's obviously male? Why does he think he's a homosexual? Etc. This is not normal. No matter what you've been told, it's not normal. I have never met a well-adjusted homosexual in my life. Ever. And that included in my own family. Never. And you're not doing them any favors by telling them, oh, go mutilate your body and go, oh yeah, live your life like a flaming homosexual and blah blah blah. blah with no help. No no help at all. Because oh well, that's normal. It that is not normal. By definition it's not normal. They have something wrong with them. And it's not in their chromosomes because we checked. It still has a Y, So it's still a male. Get it? Just saying. Now, you can coddle this behavior because it's it's not a lifestyle. It's not a choice. They're born that way. Nonsense. Nobody's born with one sexual presence. Anything sexual at all. Little kids don't have sexual identities like that because they don't think about sex. They don't know anything about sex. How did they get here? The, The stalk brought them. That's how. You don't tell little kids about sex. Oh, so you lied to your children. Yes, I did. I told them Santa Claus was real, too, and the Easter Bunny. And I, and there, I tried to feed that because th- those things are what make childhood wondrous. We all forget we, we've lost that little child in us. And it's I can't even hear my little child anymore.
3: You know, that's a good point. Doing all this perversion is m- making childhood less wonderful. It really is. It's making it d- dirty and ugly.
2: Right. And by the way, just plain ludicrous. That parents do this to their kids and that they're for this happening to other people's kids. That's just Evil. You heard me. Let's be real. Those on the left are evil. And mostly they're a bunch of whiny little wimps that want the government to force us to do something that they don't have the cojones to force us to do themselves. Because we kick their backside, that's why. In a second essay, her warning to homeschoolers about the potential impact of Common Core on college admission... Focuses on two big ties between the two. First, David Coleman is not just a lead architect of Common Core Standards. He is also president of the College Board, which designs and administers both advanced placement courses in high school and the SAT for college entrance. Then there's the ACT, an active partner with the Common Core State Standards Initiative.
3: Okay. Again, Brian, look at what they've done. California had the ACT. This is what they've done over the years without right, totally behind the scenes, without none of us knowing, without none of us actually. Oh,
2: I know. I've been yelling about it for a decade now. They
3: placed all these people in key roles and had them all intertwined with other parts of the same agenda. Like what they're pointing out. He was the lead architect of Common Core. Why is he also the president of the College Board?
2: Because they they all work at a clique.
3: Exactly. So right now we are, we're they're like, are herd in, animals. We're like, we're like in a web. <laughs> that's said, they're herd
2: animals. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Those are the left liberal, left wing, liberal, progressive, social, copy, fascist, status bastards, collectivist, status, whatever. You're all the same. You're just, you're all the same. You're evil. Yeah. You're weak. You're damaged. You don't understand doing for yourself and liberty and not having government hold your hand all the time. Uh, This is going to be really ugly and it's going to be worse for the people on the left because they're the ones that want government to hold their hands. When the government collapses, the government won't be there anymore. The rest of us that don't rely on the government won't matter.
3: Or even if we do rely on the government and then it's taken away, we used to not rely on the government and we know what to do. Because they're forcing so many when people When the food still.
2: government collapses, it ceases to
3: exist. I'm, I'm talking about the people that didn't rely on the government before that are now because of Obama's economy.
2: That's not relying on the government. They may be getting a little help, but that's not relying on the government. I'm talking about relying on the government for everything, all of your needs and wants and desires. That's what they. That's what these kids want. That's what the left wants. They want everybody to be equal. Everybody has to get paid the same. I hate collective bargaining. I was pissed when I was in the union. I re- I had to pay dues even though I didn't want to join the union. Okay, you don't want to join the union, but yeah, I still have to pay him, give them the money. I'm like, why would I do that? Why would I give up my money if I'm not in the union? Well, that's just the law. That's a New York law, by the way. That's how New York is, especially New York City. But we're going to go to a soft break, and we'll talk more on this education on the other side. Jug Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned
6: cause
2: we'll be right back.
4: My name is Courtney Luster. I'm twenty one, well educated and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African American. Because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio. America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to redstatetalkradio.com.
7: 800-430-1891, 800-430-1891, 800-430-1891 the health insurance hotline today learn how this 10 minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates this is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates so call right now to learn more 800-296-1140 800-296-1140 If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 8620336 That's 800-862-0336. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of Insphere Insurance Solutions Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. What's your
0: IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes
7: 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 511 3024, 800 511 3024, 800 511 3024, 800 511 3024.
2: to the Unquabit Radio Show. Hour half of two. Alright, well, I just had to fight off my rooster. (laughs) Try to put oil in the generator. Damn thing attacks me. He doesn't normally do that when I'm working. That's kind of strange. Alright, so, what were we talking about before so rudely interrupted?
3: Common core.
2: Ugh. All right. Uh, hmm.
3: But again, what I was talking about was that he's the president of the college board. We literally are flies in a spider web.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> you look at it that way. Then there's the ACT, an active partner with the Common Core State Standards Initiative. With a monopoly like that, no wonder parents need to think long-term about their children's education. Even if they oversee it directly as homeschoolers. The last essay points out that Common Core is bad. It may create common ground for the left and the right, but conservatives need to be cautious because advocates of the united opt-out movement hate more than just Common Core. They also despise charter schools, merit performance for teachers, union reforms, and other ideas that could improve public schools.
3: Who are these conservatives that do that? I mean, seriously. Now, first of all, the charter schools, of course, you're going to be, it didn't go far enough. It's still public school.
2: It's government funded school. So, so I
3: could see them not liking the charter school, but union reforms? Really? Conservatives they, no. hate union reforms?
2: <laughs> no. Just regular people. Yes, the left. They're talking about school teachers, the left, unions. Uh, They want all this stuff because, well, it teaches them to be good little proletarians. And unions are wonderful, so unions get more power again and money, and here we go. Hmm. Anyway, let's, uh, hmm. Uh, I don't understand about this common ground for the left and right. There's no such thing Thank as, you. There's no such thing as ideology That's in education. You either, either. educate <laughs> them or you don't. And they're not educating them, they're brainwashing them. Now they're going to twist their brains into knots. Many say it says um advocates in the United Opt Out movement
3: Right. that's Hate more I was than just Common
2: Core. They also despise charter schools, merit performance for teachers, union reforms, and other ideas that could improve public schools.
3: So the, that what he's saying, what she's saying, is that we need to be cautious because even though they're in that United Opt Out, they're not true believers in school reform.
2: No, they want the status quo. It's it's very, the liberals want status quo, and the conservatives want change. It's supposed to be the other way around. But
3: you know, Because they're not liberals. They're progs.
2: They're like, yes, they are liberals. What we've been calling liberals for the past, I don't know how many decades, they're also progressive. They just changed the label. the
3: same people. Well, I refuse to call them liberals anymore. They're just progs. Yeah, they don't believe in liberty.
2: But I understand. But I have to uh, reach out to the ones that I identify as liberal every once in a while and smack them side of the head.
3: Oh, the identification.
2: Yeah, they need to identify as intelligent. (laughs) (laughs) Would that make it so? I identify as being a genius. (laughs) Many of the traditional public education monopoly believe that education should be all public, all democratic, all the time, Ballard said. Any variation must be defeated and destroyed. That includes homeschooling. You bet, because I told you they've been working on this since 1826. To do this to our children, not educate them, destroy them, take control of, them, twist their minds so that it come non-individuals. They do not want them to think of themselves as an individual, which is plays into the whole open borders thing. If you don't think of yourself as an individual, but as a collective, then you don't, you think of the whole world, human race, the whole world is collective, right? Then you start, then they start supporting international government that's going to take over our, all our lives. Oh, wait, that that's not a script. That's really happening. I thought it was a trailer there for a second.
3: Coming to a neighborhood near you, and this is why we have your plan, Brian. This is exactly why we have your plan that you've been talking about for a long time, which is...
2: Take your state back from the ground up, starting with the school. Get rid of public schools entirely if you can, but in the beginning, you want to take over the school board. And after that, you work your way up to the zoning board. Then county administrators. Then just go up the chain of command one step at a time to replace all the idiots that are now with people that understand liberty, limited government, the role of government in our lives. And when you get all the way up to the state legislature and the governor, then... And only then the state reasserts its constitutional sovereignty and kicks the feds out. That's simple. They're, they're not, everything they're doing inside your state that's unconstitutional needs to go. If there's a military base there, uh, if there's armories there, that's okay. That, that's constitutional. But all the other stuff is all unconstitutional. Forest service. Oh, the land reverts to the states of the people, respectively. Where they should have been to begin with. There is nothing in the Constitution that allows the government to run parks. Nothing, nothing, zero, zip, zilch, nada. There isn't a good argument for it. So at least sometimes somebody at the left comes up with a good argument about it. But even though they're dead wrong, but at least it's they try. This is just lame. So homeschooling's gonna gonna destroy the fabric of the universe because it's going in the opposite direction of collectivism, inside out, upside down world. Okay, I know you have something to play for this. I do. Push the button.
5: And now from Hasbro Toys, just in time for Ramadan. The good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and has up bring you the Jihad Joe action figure! Pull his string and he shouts, Allah Akbar and kill the infidels! Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up! On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious! On the fourth and final poll, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burka before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone, thank Allah
2: they are gone. Coming soon, burka barbie. Okay. I have no one to thank for that one. Of course, that means it's time for the Fuzzy buzzy Report. Do you know people complain that I call them Fuzzy buzzies. I'm like, I could call them much worse than Fuzzy buzzies. I thought it was kind of a cute name for uh, something so evil. Don't push me on, on any issue because I get worse. <laughs> Just go ahead. Go on ahead. Twitter. Oh, anywhere. Just go ahead. Say, no, you, you, you shouldn't be doing that. I'll do it twice as much. Because that means I am supposed to be doing it because... The doofus, I don't want me to do it. Well, you just made, you know, it's a religion of peace and everything. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Ah, Religion of peace is. What is, ask the next person that talks about Muslims to just tell you what is, what is the definition of Islam? What does Islam translate into? Into English. What is it? Islam means submission. That's not peaceful. That's submit. Or else I cut your head off. That's Islam. There can be only Islam. Nothing else in the world. And they will be happy till the whole world burns. That's how you know they're the religion of Lucifer and the ones who are fighting in the end times. Because they end up never going to stop until the whole world's on fire.
3: We're not going to say cut your head off anymore, Brian. We're going to say saw your head off because that's what they do.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Well, you could say cut. You could say chopped it off. You know. Saw. But we're used to, you know, one swipe. Whoosh,
3: right. The no, head. they saw it off.
2: Yeah, I know. Because in reality, most people can't ever do that, cut someone's head off like that. Trained samurai, sure, with a samurai sword, but not trained ninjas with, uh, you know, replica swords that are not as strong and are not as sharp. As a real samurai sword, of course, the real samurai sword. I don't. Th- I think they lost the ability to make them. Uh, I, they. I don't know anyone that bothers folding over the metal over a hundred times. That's what gives it its unique edge holding power and its strength. Is they just kept taking the metal, folding it over and pounding it down, folding it over and pounding it down, folding it over and pounding it down, a hundred times. Okay. Anyway, so, after you got a lesson on martial arts now, we can move along to the Fuzzy Muzzy Report. The following articles are from World Net Daily. You know why? I don't.
3: Because no one else is reporting it. It, Just like the other article we did, the uh, Border Patrol agent was talking to World Net Daily, and that's the only person. Well, they're an exclusive. Right. They're the only ones going out getting these stories besides CNS News.
2: No, people are coming to them because they're the only ones willing to run with the the stories. Speak truth. Well, run with the story at all. Report on it at At all. all.
3: Right. CNS News is like that as well.
2: Anyway, this is strongest retrograde force in the world. Bill Federer recounts prophetic warning facing Europe America. This is strongest retrograde force in the world. Okay. One of three presidents to marry in office and the only president to wed on White House grounds, Grover Cleveland, married Francis Folsom, and together they had five children. There was nothing special about Grover Cleveland, unfortunately. Grover Cleveland was both the 22nd and 24th president, the only president to serve two consecutive terms. Non-consecutive terms, sorry. Uh, Why was... (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> that's right, he ran for president uh, a second time. I forgot. Um, the only, serve, only president served two non-consecutive terms. In his second inaugural March 4, 1893, Grover Cleveland stated, Above all, I know there is a supreme being who rules the affairs of men and whose goodness and mercy have always followed the American people. And I know he will not turn from us now if we humbly and reverently seek his powerful aid. Now. Uh, this the last part was the the, the the whole, you know, that's the whole secret, right? The last part. For us now, if, if we humbly and reverently seek his power. See, it's it's not guaranteed. You have to do that or it won't work.
3: And also, when was the last time you heard a president talk like this?
2: Oh, I don't know, never
3: Reagan used to talk about i didn't this, listen, I, I
2: never listened to Reagan. We didn't watch the news, so
3: well, I'm listening to everyone's playing of his speeches, so he also
2: but I said i did I was speaking in the past, not the, not now well, I mean now I've heard his speeches, I've watched him on the t v you know on internet t v
3: but no, no other, these presidents don't speak like this anymore
2: well, no, uh, you're lucky, the guy in the White House up there is speaking English at all.
3: Oh, you mean not speaking Arabic?
2: (laughs) I was thinking Ebonics. (laughs) Ebonics! Uh, Hope you laughed. They wanted to teach that as an actual thing in school. I want my kid to go to school to learn Ebonics. What? Uh, English, please. That's the last time I checked. That's the language we speak here. I know, and you... Latinos don't agree with me because, see, South America's part of the Americas, Mexico's part of the Americas, and they all speak Spanish. And they're turning our country into a Spanish-speaking country, so Spanish is going to be the official language of the Americas. Bet you didn't know that was going on, did you? Well, it is. It really is. has been going on for a long time now. The first Democrat elected president after the Civil War, Grover Cleveland, sent in the army to stop Union strikers during the Pullman Railroad strike in 1894. He supported having currency backed by gold and fought political corruption. One of the international incidents which occurred during Grover Cleveland's time as president was the treatment of the Christians in Armenia by the Muslim Ottoman Turks.
3: This was in 1895.
2: In a message to Congress December 2, 1895, if you just let me read it. President Grover Cleveland stated, Reported massacres of Christians in Armenia and the development there and in other districts of a spirit of fanatic hostility to Christian influences naturally excited apprehension for the safety of the devoted men and women who, as dependents of the foreign missionary societies in the United States, reside in Turkey. President Cleveland continued, Several of the most powerful European powers have secured a right not only in behalf of their own citizens, but as agents of the Christian world, to enforce such conduct on Turkish government as will refrain fanatical brutality.
3: Now, is this going on? Still? Yep. Are we doing anything about it?
2: Nope.
3: Is our oh, president, wait, we're helping it. Is our president saying anything about it?
2: He's helping it. Yeah, he he mentions it, but it's all good.
3: This is 1895, Brian. That's why I brought this up.
2: Muslims have been part of the fabric of America forever. We've been fighting them Thank forever. You. That's what he didn't want to tell you. See, that's how he gets away with half lies. He he allows you to in, infer that he's saying one thing when he's actually saying another. He see, he's not lying. <laughs> the next year, President Grover Cleveland stated December the 7th, 1896... The rage of mad bigotry and cruel fanaticism, wanton destruction of homes, and the bloody butchery of men, women, and children made martyrs to their profession of Christian faith. The outbreaks of blind fury, which lead to murder and pillage in Turkey, occur suddenly and without notice. Grover Cleveland concluded, I do not believe that the present somber prospect in Turkey will be long permitted to offend the sight of Christendom. It so mars the humane and enlightened civilization that belongs to the close of the 19th century that it seems hardly possible that the earnest demand of good people throughout the Christian world for its corrective treatment will remain unanswered. At the same time, 1897-1898, to 1898, a young British soldier named Winston Churchill fought in northwest India, Egypt, and Sudan serving under the command of British General Herbert Kitchener. Winston Churchill entered the British Parliament and went on to become Britain's Prime Minister. He wrote in his two-volume work, The Nile River War, how dreadful are the curses which Mohammedism lays on its votaries. The fanatical frenzy which is as dangerous in a man as hydrophobia in a dog. Uh, uh, being rabies, insecurity of
3: hydrophobia is a f- is fear of the water. Hydrophobia.
2: I know what it's I know what it's psychologically means, but you think he's psychoanalyzing a dog? They used to call rabies hydrophobia.
3: I can look, look it this. up. Okay.
2: Everyone should look it up. My memory is not what it used to be. Insecurity of property exists wherever the followers of the Prophet rule or live, a degraded sensualism deprives this life of its grace and refinement, the next of its dignity and sanctity. Churchill continued, The fact that in Mohammedan law, every woman must belong to some man as his absolute property, either as a child, a wife, or a concubine, must delay the final extinction of slavery until the faith of Islam has ceased to be a great power among men. Individual Muslims may show splendid qualities, but the influence of the religion paralyzes the social development of those who follow it. Churchill concluded, No stronger retrograde force exists in the world. Far from being more abundant, Mohammedanism is a militant and proselytizing faith It has already spread throughout Central Africa. Raising fearless warriors at every step, and were it not that Christianity is sheltered in the strong arms of science, the science against which it had vainly struggled, the civilization of modern Europe might fall, as fell the civilization of ancient
3: Rome. Good for him, Brian. Was that awesome or what? He said a lot of awesome things. You should read his book. I'm going to take that quote and I'm going to put it up on our blog. Okay. And you were right. We're both right.
2: No, I said we weren't both right. I know what hydrophobia means.
3: Hydrophobia is one—a fear, abnormal fear of water. We- uh, sorry, abnormal fear of water and two rabies. There you go. So it was both.
2: No, that's not the context in which it was used. It is just the one. Right? You not No, I'm sorry. You, I, that whole thing. i We'll just have to agree to disagree. I don't do that. Just so you know. <laughs> no. I do not agree to disagree. I'm right. You're wrong. There you go. Unless I'm not, then I'm wrong. Gee, couldn't anybody say that? In 1938, Standard Oil Company of California discovered oil in Saudi Arabia. And within a generation, Saudi Arabia went from the poorest Muslim country to the richest, spreading its extremist Wahhabi version of Islam. They built the leading builder of mosques in the United States of America. But we have to go to a break. We got more on the other side. So it's your Cooperative Radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back.
5: We are the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation working on my new new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take, right now, to improve people's lives. But I, I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had any other plan except the... you damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. Can you You see, this cat buried is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth! I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man, but nobody understands him but his woman, Michelle. Barack, Barack, you didn't eat the apples in your happy meal. But I don't. Shaft Now playing in an economy near you. you damn right. And now, a message to freshman Tea party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington.
7: Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties, but now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward, while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes.
5: Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose.
7: What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing?
5: You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Jeremiah was my pastor. He was a good friend of mine. I said I never heard a single nasty word he said, and I hope you would believe that line. I had the audacity of hope that you'd believe that line. Now I'm saying Reverend Wright was wrong. Jeremiah's gone now. He sleeps with the fishes in the deep blue sea. And he didn't speak for me.
7: The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Growing Uh, at a good clip.
0: I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery.
3: The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects.
5: Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, (laughs) shovel-ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now is putting our economy into overdrive. This is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you.
1: See all around.
2: Back to the computer radio show, hour three,
1: three,
3: three. <laughs> back to the fuzzy muzzies. That was an fuzzy, awesome, muzzy, awesome, awesome statement by. I
2: don't know what you're talking about.
3: The statement that you read by um. Now I don't remember.
2: <laughs> uh, see, <laughs> must that have been? That good or you'd remember it. In 1938, Hilaire Belloc, the president of the Oxford Union who had been a member of the British Parliament, wrote in The Great Heresies, 1938, "Mohammedism was a perversion of Christian doctrine. He eliminated the Trinity. He was content to accept all that appealed to him and to reject all that seemed to him too complicated. He was born a pagan living among pagans and never baptized." He adopted Christian doctrines and dropped those that did not suit him. The success of Mohammedanism was an extreme simplicity which pleased the unintelligent masses. Another good statement.
3: You know, we're not bringing back that word. But that's
2: not exactly, what that's not the truth of the history of it. Not Christianity. He started with Christianity and tossed it for Old Testament. Because they left him out of his clan when he was trying to teach him, tell him the teachings of Jesus Christ. He was mad, so he went got a bunch of bandits, convinced them that, you know, come, come with me and we'll split the loot. There's a lot of goodies. And they said, okay. And they followed him, and he wiped out his whole clan, spread up the goodies, and so the story begins. And he went from clan to clan, growing army as he went, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, the message changed. See, in the Quran, it's sort of like Chinese. It, you've got to read from the back to the front. And what usually the ones that are made in English don't swip, don't properly put the books in the order they're supposed to be. But what you do have to know in the Quran, whatever comes the oldest is the law. So if early on he said, you know, be nice to women and, uh, love your fellow man. But now he says, kill the infidel and beat your wife. Then the law is, kill the infidel and beat your wife. The other one is null and void. That is Quranic law. Just I studied it. I'm just letting you know.
3: Well, Winston Churchill, that was the quote that you just did before. What? That, the that's... success of Muhammad was an extremely simplicity
2: which pleased the unintelligent masses. That's beautiful. I'm going to use that on Twitter.
3: <laughs> no, Hilaire Block, That's the one you're doing now. But b- the one before was Winston Churchill. I know. Now these two men, Winston
2: Churchill said a billion b- I know. smart things. So... He,
3: he was incredible. <clears throat> now,
2: so was uh, the Prime Minister that was with Reagan, uh, Thatcher. She was also an incredible conservative. Now... Turned that whole country around. And what did they do? What well, they, they replaced them with a Prague to turn it all back the way it was again.
3: These two gentlemen are rolling in their graves right now to see what their Britain has become. And London. I they, don't... They, they you hated know what? the I don't, think
2: so. I don't know because you don't know the history of Europe. It's yeah, full of Yeah, but they war.
3: hated Muslims and now Muslims have taken it over.
2: Well, that's because they allowed themselves to be indoctrinated to the social diversity PC nonsense that,
3: Cesspool. that
2: all cultures are equal. There are no better cultures. Oh yeah, I say a culture that invents things is much better than a culture that destroys things. Call me old-fashioned. I do not have a a prejudice against Islam other than uh, in the context of that kind of bigotry. I have a prejudice based on education. It's the worst religion I ever studied. I don't understand how... Well, again... This is why that last quote was just perfectly apropos. What did I just say? Now, let's do the quote again. The success of Mohammedanism was an extreme simplicity which pleased the unintelligent masses. The intelligent people that aren't indoctrinated, like so many of you are out there, uh, will question things, will look up things, will... We'll say, you know, i got to know more about this religion if it's moving in next door, and uh, go go study it. But, you know, like, again, I'm old-fashioned. Continuing his 1938 book, The Great Heresies, Hilaire Balak ended with an almost prophetic warning. Will not perhaps the temporal power of Islam return, and with it the menace of an armed Mohammedan world which will shake off the domination of Europeans? still nominally Christian, and reappear again as the primary enemy of our civilization? The future always comes as a surprise, but political wisdom consists in attempting to at least some partial judgment of what that surprise may be. And for my part, I cannot but believe that a man, a mean, unexpected thing of the future is the return of Islam. In view of this, anyone with a knowledge of history is bound to ask himself whether we shall not see, in the future, a revival of Mohammedan political power and the renewal of the old pressure of Islam upon Christendom. Yet over and over again they have suddenly united under a leader and accomplished the great things. Christendom. Hilaire Belloc concluded, Now it is probable enough that on these lines, unity under a leader... The return of Islam may arrive. There is no leader as yet, but enthusiasm might bring one, and there are signs enough in the political heavens today of what we may expect, have to expect, from the revolt of Islam at some future date, perhaps not far distant. Now, what year was that? That guy is Mm prescient. What year was this? Applying history to the future. Our, our, our.
3: Founding father. Our founding
2: father the framers were they learned from history they didn't try and see into the future they weren't prescient the constitution was based on their experiences their education they've, they've seen bad governments. they know governments they didn't want that was for darn sure uh socialism was one of them but you know the whole i told you you know the pilgrims were originally Collectivists, they were socialists, they were communistic <laughs> back then they they were teaching socialism the whole thing with the you know everybody shares equally and, and everything's centralized, and yeah you know, well, that's why they almost starved their first year all, along with Jamestown, by the way, they too almost starved all starved to death. I believe half their populations in both both instances were decimated in the winter time from starvation. Uh, but immediately after the starvation of the winter that they lived through, they said never again. And they it up all the land, gave everybody their own private property to work and do it as they please. And they keep the
3: fruits, fruits of, their, of labor. their own
2: labor. They don't have to share it with anybody. And lo- yo, wow, what a difference. They just took off and prospered from that moment on. See, that's how you know collectivism doesn't work. Heck, ask most of the hippies from the communes in the 60s. They're all did, None of them work. Why? Because of human nature.
3: Well, Brian. Now he wrote this book that this quote is coming from in 1938. That's 78 years to have what he predicted come to fruition.
2: However, he said history. If you look at history, and we look throughout history, there was Islam starting 600 A.D. Somewhere in the 600s, I don't know. Uh, so, seventh century, and they haven't. They haven't progressed. One bit since the day they were found So if That's why Afghanistan was the way it was. They're living like they're in the 7th century. They have not evolved at all. So, watching the rise and fall of Islam through history, you could see they always come back. They always have. Look look at our history. Well, we had what we're talking about here, but we had a war to Thomas Jefferson, and then we had another war under uh. Adams, John Quincy Adams. Both of them, oddly enough, were four-year wars. Four years. I, I just don't understand how both of them could be four years. There's got to be something too. I don't buy coincidence. There's something about the number four and Muslims, and I don't know what it is. But anyway, they keep popping up and coming back. It's like playing walk-a-mole. One day, it, that's what's going to happen. One day, the nuclear bombs are going to go off because... Islam is going to be that bigger threat. It's going to make it's going to make Nazi Germany look like a joke.
3: It already does. It really already does. No, not they're yet. Ma- they're making slave brides of little girls. I'm not talking
2: about what they're doing to the society. I'm talking about taking over the world, rising as a power.
3: They already are. Well,
2: they're not. They are rising as a power. Yes, they are because
3: they're infiltrating countries.
2: But they've been there, like they said, just waiting for a leader. That's why they disappear and come back again, because they don't do anything. Muslims, it's just they, they you know, they just they they live as simply as possible. They have no modern conveniences. Not because they don't want them, but because their religion tells them they shouldn't have them, and their leaders tell them they're supposed to stay in the Stone Age for the rest of their lives.
3: Oh, believe me. The Muslims here in the United States, they have modern conveniences.
2: Oh, they do all kinds of things they're allowed to over here in America because they do it in the name of Islam. Once Islam is here, takes over, then they can't do that anymore. That's why the terrorists didn't care. They will go to strip clubs, drinking, all this stuff, because they knew they were going to martyr themselves But for Allah, and they were going to go to heaven, get 72 virgins. I I still say, see, they're very stupid people. Uh, You should have asked, do you mean, what kind, a male or female? I'm just saying, because maybe they're going to get 72 male virgins. uh, We'll we'll see how that works out. But anyway, uh, yeah, it keeps popping up. And he's just really applying history facts that have not changed in the past of history you can see it over and over again and they're never going to go away this never you're never going to get rid of it ever we'll never get rid of islam never we could beat it back again into non-existence as far as a power but islam's not going anywhere it's just not because it appeals to those kind of people unintelligent and they they once they're under spell that's it they they just think everything else is evil Having having electricity is evil. Having a television is evil. Uh, drinking is evil. Uh, dogs are unclean. Alcohol is uh, forbidden. I can go on and on. Women can't go out without a male walking them around. This is what they want for all of us. And women, feminists, should be against this more than anybody. But no, they're too stupid. They think this is going to help them with their communis- communism, socialism, communism, progressivism, through Using Islam. Now we have seen them try and do this over and over again, and someone show me once where it worked. This is the look. This is the progressive disease, brain damage. It's they can't see the obvious. They they hold on to their ideology for dear life. Facts mean nothing. History history starts when they wake up in the morning. We don't. We're progressive. We don't look back. We look forward. But you're looking backwards when you say you're looking forwards. I'm sorry, but uh, progressivism is regressive, as if Mohammedanism. Try to say that word. <laughs> we need
3: to bring that back. We need more people to, to say that word. Which one? Mohammedanism?
2: Mohammedanism. Well, I like saying Islam because it says it right there. Submit. I, you know, I don't understand why people don't get that. So, you know, I know it's care says it does as I heard him actually say that's not what it's on me you do not understand it, it the layer is very complicated you do not understand it does not mean that it absolutely does mean that and now everybody should already know it by now and if not go look for it because it's been debunked anyway why didn't why did Je- Thomas Jefferson have a Quran he was must have been a Muslim See, that's what I mean, the unintelligent. That's what they would draw from something like that. Not the fact that, you know, he was President of the United States fighting a war against Muslims. He wanted to know what their faith was all about, so he did what I did and studied the Quran. Big surprise. So, that no, and the Jefferson Bible, that's the same thing. He wasn't a deist either. In fact, out of all of the Founding Fathers, I believe he was the only one to ever sign... His signature in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. No, that was not. The, no, that's not the common use. No, the common use in the signature was in the year of our Lord 1862. They didn't put in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jefferson always did, always. How dare you know, So the left they call it first. They try and twist his words, and then we get we get onto them, and we throw them back at them. Uh, the truth, and now they run. Now they got to kill Thomas Jefferson. So, oh, he raped his slave. Sally, whatever the hell her name was. I don't care. Uh, no, there's no proof that he did that. In fact, all the proof says otherwise. But there was a DNA test. And a DNA test did not show a match to Thomas Jefferson. It showed a familiar match. It could have been anybody in his family. Also, we have eyewitness account. Of the person that used to sleep across the hall from Thomas Jefferson and said he never entertained in his bedroom ever. And that was after his wife had died. He never brought him out there. And if he did, I would know because I'm right here and he never closes the door to the bedroom. So, I mean, where do you get this? How do you? Because the left doesn't care about the truth. They care about the narrative and how they can use it to screw you up. Trust me on this. Thomas Jefferson was all about liberty and small government. That's why him and Madison created the Republican Party. Not the GOP. The Republican Party. Yes, there was a Republican Party. It was our second party. It was Federalists against the Republicans. The Republicans beat Jefferson, Madison, all of their Followers. Uh, that's their political party. They created the party not because they wanted parties, but because the Federalists were out of control and they were violating the Constitution and centralizing power and doing everything they were supposed to be doing. And they had enough, and they said, "We're running against them." And so they they created their party to fight them, and they wiped them out of office completely. The American people were savvy back then. They were like, "Oh no, wiped them out of office." Same thing happened to Tommy the Tommy Woodrow and Wilson. Once they figured out what Wilson is, Elk were all about progressives, gone, wiped them from office. In fact, wiped them from politics. You wonder why? Because not really. They went underground. They popped up as liberals. They changed the label. Then you've been you've known them probably your whole life as liberal, when actually they were progressives. And guess what? Now they're calling themselves progressives. And even early 20th century progressives, which is specific to Tommy the Tommy Woodrow Wilson. Who was a eugenicist, a segregationist, a very hateful man in general. And he wanted to crush us. He's the one that said, the only way we're going to change this country is to flood them with poor immigrants that don't understand individualism, that American rugged individualism. We got to wipe that out. And then they will be able to mold them into, into the socialism that we want. I, th- this is this is what was said already i mean it's not it's, it's not common knowledge but you can look it up that's what he said and guess what the guess what this guy's doing to us well, like, well I've been trying to do it a teddy kennedy for uh since the 70s but it didn't work so he's ramped it up so he's bringing it all the big biggest pieces of crap he could find sicker the better <laughs> anyway uh did, did i conclude this yet Hilaire block concluded now it is probable enough that on these lines Unity under a leader, the return of Islam may arrive. There is no leader as yet, but enthusiasm might bring one and there are signs enough in the political heavens today of what we have to expect from the revolt of Islam at some future day, perhaps not far distant. I did read that We did. But it is important, anyway.
3: It is really important, and he was right.
2: And before I forget, don't forget, you want to listen to our show live, it's on You Listen, download all our shows for free. Plus, there's app for every device known to man there feel free to peruse and use however you like to listen to the show now for the uh for those that follow me on red state talk radio and those that don't know we are also rebroadcast on redstate i don't know what the schedule is right now it's kind of fluid it keeps changing so you have to check the schedule if you want to just listen to my show but there are a lot of shows there g- grassroots conservative shows you can probably recognize a lot of the names from Blog Talk Radio. Uh, so, 24/7 streaming internet conservative talk radio. 24/7. A lot of good stuff. Actually, I've been starting. I've been listening to the shows a little bit, and I've noticed they've changed over time. They've progressed. Uh, you can also find our shows on iHeartRadio, Radio, where it's picked up, TalkShoe.com, Podbean. You can find us on TuneIn through RedStateTalkRadio.com. dot I don't, I don't. I was gonna get my own show on TuneIn, my own show on, on talk, Shoot, talk stream Live, but I, I figured it, if, if if I'm already there through the station, it would be kind of bad form to put my show on there. Um. Anyway. So I can't think of something else. All right. We got a Twitter page. We got a Facebook page for the show. Just search on cooperative radio. Go over there, sign up, like, love, talk, debate, have at it. We'll try and catch up. I'm really so busy right now. I'd like a one legged man in an ass kicking contest. If you want my personal account on Twitter, it's at Brian Bonner. Just spell it right. And on Facebook, it's Brian Bonner nine zero. Don't ask me what the nine zeros for. I won't tell you. Now, also, when you're over at radio.com don't forget to pick up the free newsletter. It's lots of good authors in there. You're going to like the topic. They're not the hosts. It's something different. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, just unsubscribe. We don't care. We won't get upset about it. Uh, Facebook I gave you. Show pages I gave you. Oh, and RedstateTalkradio.com is also available on Roku. And I know there's more, but that's all I wrote down to remember so far. I, know, I told you, I'm busier than a one-legged man. And it has Contest. I now have to come up with $600 so I can fix my truck. Because the whole front end shot. Yeah, I'm going to have to do it myself. That's, it will cost $1,300 to have someone else do it. All right, then there's this. What is this, a new top? A new segment now? The Rape Uggies are coming to a neighborhood near you. Uh, I, th- I think she meant to type rape you G's. <laughs> One G. Over the last week or so, news outlets have reported on aspects of the Obama administration's attempts to deposit as many foreign criminal and culturally bankrupt miscreants as possible in the borders of the United States. Really. Miscreants. Have <laughs> we brought back that word? I kind of like it, actually. Miscreants. Recently, it was reported that New Jersey Governor Chris Christie has withdrawn his state from participation in the U.S. Refugee Resettlement Program. As a result, administration officials are working feverishly to execute an and run around Christie's efforts to ameliorate ameliorate the effects of the program in that state. Their apparent intent is to claim the federal government has the authority to continue resettling refugees there regardless of what New Jersey has to say. This is the dangerous thing about not following the Constitution. The states tell the national government what to do, not the other way around. Inside out, upside down world. As chummy as Chris Christie has been with Barack Hussein and Sukababa, Satoru, Boo, whatever his names were. He's got so many names. You know he's a criminal. He's got free names. Uh, anyway, he obviously needs to keep his job after failing to stay in the running as a GOP presidential hopeful. And Obaminas isn't going to be in office forever. So far as we know. Thus, Christie is probably bowing to internal pressure with regard to this issue. On April 29, Fox News' piece reported that the Obama administration is bowing to international pressure and pursuing under-the-radar alternatives toward bringing in more Syrian and other refugees this year. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows the President of the United States to bring refugees into the states only the governors and the legislatures of said states can bring in re- refugees that's the constitutional republic like it or not that's a fact anyway where, 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 where. uh march 30 high level meeting in syrian refugees in geneva that's switzerland convened by the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, saw the UN High Commissioner calling for countries to pursue, quote-unquote, alternative avenues for refugees, such as student visas, work visas, and expanded family reunification programs, which means that the UN High Commissioner for Refugees is essentially instructing national governments in how to circumvent the will of provincial, state, local governments, and their constituencies in relocating hostile, uneducated, unskilled Muslims to Western nations. Some of these transplants will almost certainly be operatives of Islamic terror organizations, as several recent Muslim refugees in Europe proved to be. It doesn't matter if it's true. What's going to happen is what always happens. The Muslims will be a pain in the backside, but they're not going to do anything to... St- No, let us stop their growth in the country. But when they reach a certain point, they will start acting out, and you will start seeing how Islam is destined to take you over. Ask a Muslim, what law does he want to live under? The Constitution or Sharia law? If he says Sharia law, maybe you should shoot him. I said maybe. Uh, Because, look, these... Their their history shows what they do. They infiltrate, come in, grow, and then take over and kill all the people that were so nice to them and protected them as a protected class for all those decades. And then, bam, they take over. That's just lovely, lovely religion. It's just, it's it's not a religion. How, when are you going to get it through your head? Uh, all right. Uh, it's... <laughs> it has been documented that since the start of hostilities in Syria... In the spring of 2011. But wait a minute, you all forget that the great Uki Uki Mumum Imam said to all the people, uh, uh, all the Muslims of the world, that they should immigrate to Western civilization countries and stick to yourselves in little communities and live under Sharia law under the radar and grow your numbers until you're strong enough to try and get Sharia law worked into the laws of the country. And then eventually till we take over the country completely that's the game plan ladies and gentlemen he told everybody and nobody wants to listen that's what all these muslims are doing in other countries including ours they are in the process of taking us over
3: we reported last show that britain is actually was actually looking into incorporating sharia law we just did that story sunday
2: the the prime uh, the uh, what do you call it
3: Mayor? Nope.
2: No. Parliamentary government mm-hmm. is looking into whether there is a any way they can work Sharia law into their law, which is pretty easy. They don't have a constitution. The, supposedly they live under the notion of the Magna Carta, but I don't see the Mag, I don't see the Magna Carta in their government, sorry. Uh and again, that's the world's document, not England's document. England actually lives with a government that is undocumented. It has no rules. Therefore, it is the complete will of the majority all the time, like it's become here. Um, It has been documented since the hostiles in Syria in the spring of 2011. The Obama administration admitted several thousand Syrian refugees into the U.S. and resettled them in three dozen different states. That's 36, for those that don't know. Well it could be a baker's dozen, but they didn't say that um There have also been unconfirmed reports of refugees from Syria being clandestinely re- transported to the u s on commercial cargo jets on numerous occasions since then and escorted to parts unknown by Department of Homeland Security personnel, as well as the alleged corroboration of same via the testimony. Of commercial cargo jet pilots speaking on the condition of anonymity and yes even here in montana there is a company and this is all about money these relocation people make bucks okay there's already one here in missoula i don't know there might be in other cities as well but i know the one in missoula and uh they're they don't care the people all got together in the community and said they didn't want this and they don't care they're getting paid to relocate those people here and they're going to relocate those people here Good thing it's Missoula because we have guns here. I'm just saying, the Muslims it might be open season.
3: You know those groups that are putting them into these types of communities? They're actually endangering these Muslims because we will kill them.
2: Well, of the most of the places they put them, no, they they will probably be a giant crime, not uh, just hole in the ground for the everything around them they'll destroy everything around them if it's not already destroyed because that's what they do uh and if they if there's any green around from my experience in new york city they will cement over it and cut all the trees to look like telephone poles
3: well the because that's what they did
2: right across the street for me when the arabs moved in who kept to themselves but yeah that's funny thing was the city I, i reported to the city because they that's the city's tree that they cut up and killed Because they cut all the limbs off it. They're not allowed to do that. That's a city tree. They should have been fined for that. Nobody even came out and cared.
3: The Missoula area is in the Flathead Valley, which is one of our main growing areas in Montana.
2: Don't worry. They're not going to work.
3: And also... They're going to get welfare. No, like you said, they'll destroy it. If they get a hold of it, they'll destroy all our crops. Well, that's what they do. The other thing is the main campus of Montana, Montana State University is in Missoula. All those young girls.
2: Hey, look. Uh, all I got to say about the subject is, ain't my girls. Because, as you know, I would not have my children in the indoctrination centers that have now become the abuse centers. No, I would not send my kid to college. I wouldn't. I would not do it. I'd say, do an if you really want a college degree, do an online course. But other than that, if you just wanted education, have at it. There's the internet. Educate yourself.
3: Well, now they're going to be rape centers as well because of the refugees.
2: Look, that's not that's not my concern because I can't do anything about it. I suggest the little girls get guns. I, It's Montana. The problem is they're all transplants, most of them. A lot of them from California. They come here. They screw up our politics. They won't let us. Cut down our trees in the forest or mine the minerals from the earth forever. It's got to be left pristine for future generations. For future generations to do what? The only thing we've succeeded in doing is creating giant wildfires in the West because of stupid policies about stopping the fires in the first place. The fires, there's always going to be fires here in the forest. It rejuvenates the forest. That's its job. But 50s, no, no, probably 80 years now of, of interference by the federal government is called the fuel to build up in the forest, and the trees to be too close together. And now, instead of having rejuvenating fires, we have decimating fires, which doesn't help. No, if you leave it alone now, it doesn't help because what comes up, it's it's not what you're going to want. Again, it's going to be overgrown because you took the fire in nature, wouldn't have taken that all out. See? They would have just taken out the brush and the grass underneath and that's it and in some instances some pine seed pine cones only only sprout you know seeds in in a fire it's true e- even on long island it's on fire island they had the pine barons. that's how they rejuvenate through fire yeah ha- i mean that's just the natural way of things but of course we stopped that we can't have natural they love they love the environment, but they haven't a clue about ecology. They just they just run around being useful idiots for the commies. Yes, the commies. There are commies <sighs> in the United States. Wow,
3: CP. i having a hard day today. <laughs>
2: it's nasal, specifically cpusa.org. Cpusa.org. It stands for Communist Party United States of America. Dot, or, but you could they should change it now, the Communist Party of the United States Socialist States of America. Anyway, because that's what we are. It is indisputable that the Obama White House cat- catalyzed widespread instability in the Middle East and parts of Africa, and thus the Muslim invasion of Europe. I have written here and elsewhere on the topic of European and Western elites orchestration of the European refugee crisis. Now, you've got to know that George Soros and his ilk have their hands all over this. This this is like his fingerprints. This is what he does. He causes instability and uh, he uses that also to uh, make money. um european refugee crisis and the desire to expand this to america for the purpose of coalescing power neutralizing individual liberties and expanding the global reach of their international socialist cabal in light of this suffice it to say that the Obama administration is most assuredly not bowing to international pressure with regard to admitting more west middle eastern and african muslim refugees It is not likely that much arm-twisting at all would be necessary to motivate that pack of scum in the indicated direction. Also last week, it was reported that in 2015, Immigration and Customs Enforcement primarily freed nearly 20,000 criminal aliens who had over 64,000 convictions between them. No explanation, no justification, not even a weak pretext Articulated by the Obama administration, the scurvy mob has just released into our streets. We know that the Obama administration orchestrated the 2014 unaccompanied minor tsunami by virtue of evidence that remains readily available online. Many of these disaffected waifs, who have already cost American taxpayers an average of $17,000 each wound up being members of violent latin american gangs others were incubating exotic third world diseases from which american children later suffer after said waifs were quietly relocated to communities across america as i have said before the importation of toxic individuals from around the globe to western nations is calculated to touch off sufficiently increased trends in civil unrest domestic terrorism, and crime so that governments will have to implement ever more draconian measures to simply keep the peace. Paradoxically, crimes committed by illegal alien criminals and assorted Islamists, they're Muslims, don't make up new words, will be ignored as causative. Well, you can call them Mohammedans if you want, or Mohammedans, either would be All three are correct. Islamist is a politically correct term. So Muslims will be ignored as causative due to political correctness. They will also go some distance toward bolstering the left's efforts against the Second Amendment. Many of the crimes and terror attacks will be framed as having been aided by the easy access to guns in America. True believing lefties and the uninformed will certainly chime in with that chorus, particularly as circumstances worsen. As in Scandinavia, Britain, and other European nations, citizens will have to go up against the imported troglodytes without the benefit of superior firepower. In the West, in America, the remainder of the international socialist agenda and global expansion will take place under cover of a full-blown police state, of which I have pointed out numerous times. We live in a police state already. Uh, it's now going to be a full-blown police state. No even semblance or trying to act like they're just police. A family in Lawrenceville, a suburb of Atlanta. Oh wait a minute. You didn't give me a link, Susan. Twice now. Maybe they're all in the World Net Daily. I don't know. Yes, they're all from World Net Daily, but still I like to have a link. Uh where were we in the full-blown thing here? Uh, GOP, as so far as you know. Uh, light of this, suffice it to say, Obama administration most certainly not blowing, bowing to international pressure with regard to admitting more Middle Eastern and African Muslim refugees. It is not likely that much arm-twisting could all be necessary. We know that the Obama administration orchestrated the unaccompanied minor tsunami. Again, that costs $17,000 each. As I've said before, the importation of toxic individuals from around the globe to Western nations is calculated to touch off civil unrest. But we already have civil unrest, but we're going to have more. Paradoxically, more intense. Crimes committed by illegal alien criminals and assorted Islamists. Again, why do they keep no Islamists? No, go away. Uh, as in Scandinavia, the troglodytes, the benefit of superior firepower, I don't know if Europe will survive. History says it won't, just so you know. Alright, moving on to Article C. A family in Lawrenceville, a suburb of Atlanta, said they were attacked by an unknown Muslim woman wearing a full burqa simply because they were flying an American flag for Memorial Day. See? These are wonderful people. Amina Ara, 30, was arrested on two counts of simple battery after being accused of attacking a mother and daughter at their home, reported Fox 5 News in Atlanta. Arno told police she was in the garage talking with her daughter when Ra emerged from the woods wearing a burqa, grabbed the flag from off the mailbox, and charged at them. She told Fox 5 she still can't believe it all happened on American soil. Believe it. It's going to happen more. The alleged attacker told police she is from Africa. That's a continent, not a country. Ask better questions. But would give them no other information about her identity, not even a local address. The US government has imported more than 132,000 Somali refugees and thousands more from Sudan over the past 25 years. Atlanta has a large Somali refugee community. Oh, my God. It's going to be Atlantistan. Now I got to say Atlantistan? A lady walked out of our woods in a full burqa, full attire, stares at us for a minute, then grabs my American flag off my mailbox and charges towards us with it, just swinging it with all her might, the wife and mother told the news outlet.
3: And she would have been shot dead if it was me.
2: Yes, if it was us, she would be dead. The muzzle woman was at least six foot two in stature, very strong on us. How do you even know it's a woman under the burka? I know. Maybe it was a man. Six, six foot, foot two, two. woman? I don't know. I'm thinking, what's under that burka? When she came, charge, that's why I like burkas. You can't wear burkas in civilized society. It's secretive. You completely disguise yourself. You don't know who's underneath it. You need to know who people are in a civilized society. When she came charging, it was kind of like Mama Bear instincts kicked in. She had to protect her children, daughter Brittany Arno said. Arno said when Ara grabbed the flag, the two women began to fight. That is when Arno's 17-year-old daughter jumped in and her 14-year-old son grabbed the family gun. All right. The mother showed bruises on her arms in the Fox 5 report. Fox 5 reporter Angelique Proctor tweeted the story but did not mention the burqa. Oh, interesting. She did not mention the burger. That's a pretty important detail to leave out, if you ask me.
3: You notice also that they didn't report here. How did the cops get the woman? The cops got the wound because the kid got the gun, and the kid <laughs> pointed the gun at her and said, get away from my family. Why did they
2: stop the story at grab the family gun? There had to be more to it, didn't That's it? right
3: that's exactly right and that's what they're trying not to show they're trying not to show that we are going to defend ourselves we're freaking americans
2: again police are your backup that's all they are hopefully good backup a lot of times not
3: all right but notice the for the little the boy ran and got the gun that is in our instincts we're teaching it's our a children a little boy okay teenager but the first thing he thought was what i'm going to go get the gun
2: Uh, Because he was fought gun safety? This is what happens when you don't carry a gun. you got to run and get one. In the meantime, people get hurt. Which is why you should carry a gun. Everybody should carry a gun. Period. Then you won't care who the criminals are. Because you just shoot them. There'll be less criminals. Every year, there'll be less and less criminals just by attrition.
3: The other thing that I want to bring up before you move on is what you've always said. Now, they said that how many Somalis have been brought in here and all that in the past 25 years, 100, right?
2: 100,000. Not 25 years. Yeah,
3: over 25 years. That's what they said. Uh,
2: Somali, Somali, Somali. Atlanta, Atlanta. Now, the
3: U.S. has imported. Where? You just passed it. Right there.
2: The U.S. government has imported uh, more than 132,000 Somali refugees and thousands more from Sudan over the past 25, 25
3: years. years. Right. So now, But a Sudan, too. Okay, but what you always say, over these years, they've gone into the communities, they're fine, there's nothing going on, really? until a they're trigger. They're wearing a
2: burqa. No, but,
3: th- but that's because these are the new ones coming in here. The old ones weren't doing that. These are the new ones, and like you said, now more and more Muslims, they're getting empowered. That's right. How peaceful your neighbor was three years ago ain't going to be now, people. I'm telling
2: you, right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't armed yourself, do it. Because... Crap is coming to you, and you're gonna to have to defend your family, and nobody else can do it but you. So, get to it. Whatever training you need to get, get to it. Learn Krah Maga if you hate guns. Learn knife fighting, stick fighting,
3: bat fighting. Learn how to
2: use a cane or a staff or bat, whatever. Or a woman, a fan or a hat. By the way, yes, you can you can uh weaponize a hat,
3: you can weaponize a credit card.
2: The credit card's pretty good as it is, but yeah, if you sharpen it a little bit, it's better. Anything can be used as a weapon. Okay, so where was I? Uh, Full break. Bye-bye. Moving on to our military heroes. I actually have a (laughs)
3: button. Okay, no button.
2: Push it. Baghdad, military setting, and the troops don't
5: know the messiah they're getting. I'm the creme de la creme of the media's world on a tour with everyone but Dan Rather. Time flies. Doesn't seem a minute since the Illinois Senate had Barry in it. Our troops cleaned upside of city? I'd say thanks, but they only get my pity. Whether it's Jordan, or Afghanistan, or Kuwait, or or where are we? One night in Baghdad, Emperor of the
2: plan is working very, just don't care. Okay, thank you, Paul Shanklin, Shanklin.com. That's time for our military heroes from Fox News. I don't care where I get the stories from. That's not the point of the show. You must know that by now. A Kansas military base abruptly canceled an upcoming prayer breakfast that featured retired Lieutenant General Jerry Boynkin after complaints were lodged that Boykin is anti-Muslim and anti-gay, did uh, we have them on our they're, show? They're not gay. Yes, we did. They're not gay. They're homosexuals. Homosexual. They're not so ha- gay happy. Gay means happy? There's nothing happy about. Them. Nope. Sorry. Oh, well, they have the rainbow and the unicorn. No, they didn't steal the unicorn yet. But the rainbow, they they stole. But we can take it back. Infuriate them. Put rainbows everywhere. Let them think you're homosexual. Then when they come in, there's a big sign that says. No homosexuals. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, there is, by the way, for those uh, that are in the wedding business and uh, catering business stuff. If you're worried about getting taken to court for this stuff, uh, there's actually a book out there, and it's an ebook. I wish I could remember where I got it, but it's free, and it teaches you what to say and how to say it to law enforcement, ter- you know, district attorneys, etc. If you run into this, uh, you know, LBGTQ mafia, who just lost the case that in court for the same reason that it's weird. See, one judge said, ah, you got to pay $100,000. Now, another judge in another part of town that's not in crazy land. Now, he says, no, uh, obviously not. Again, you don't know what the outcome is going to be, judicial anarchy. Military Religious Freedom Foundation, uh, these guys always trick you. These are the bad guys. It's not re- it's religious freedom. It's against religious freedom. Mikey Weinstein told Army Times that Boynkin's invitation had caused great angst among soldiers at Fort Riley, leading some to break down in tears.
3: Oh, great.
2: Really? That's to- what we
3: want our military to do, to cry. Just
2: for being offered the opportunity for a prayer breakfast. Why would anybody cry? All oh, women and homosexuals are in the military. That's right. There's lots of crying in the military now. Mm-hmm. I have clients of ours weeping on the phone about this. He said, weeping. Oh, please. I sincerely doubt that America can expect to win wars if the people who are tasked to do so are frightened by an old retired general with biblical views and a testimony of faith, Boykin told me. Boygan, an original member of Delta Force and an executive vice president of the Family Research Council, was scheduled to deliver remarks at June 6 prayer breakfast. The event was set to be held in conjunction with the 1st Infantry Division's Victory Week celebration. Delta Force is the most elite fighting force we have. They were originally, I think they were brought in, not officially, because they were secret, uh, in the 70s. And they're primary focus is terrorism. Back then, that's what Delta Force was tasked to do, take out terrorists. The event... So I guess I guess he is really... He really could come across anti-Muslim because most terrorists aren't, well, Muslims. The only only exception were some, uh, with, was the IRA people in Ireland. But, you know. And yes, Delta Force did fight the IRA. So... If it was the if they came when they came to our shores, which they did, of course. Click here to join Todd's American Dispatch. I must read for conservatives. <clears throat> the MRFF launched to protest on May the 31st, accusing the retired three star general of being homophobic, Islamophobic, fundamentalist, Christian extremist. Wow. First of all, uh, Fundamentalist Christian extreme—that—that doesn't exist. Only Muslims are fundamentally extremists. Sorry, uh, I mean there are some, you know, the ones that think that that think like Muslims and they're Christians, but that's a different story. And he's not homophobic. homophobic. He's not afraid of
3: homosexuals. He just doesn't want him in his army. He, he doesn't military. have an
2: irrational fear of homosexuality. He has a rational fear of what it'll do to army morale. And knowing what army morale is very important to the actual functioning of the military. Uh, an intelligent person doesn't allow that kind of breakdown. But they're all politicized now. The, the Officers in the military,
3: it's all politics. He's a very intelligent man. We had him on our show.
2: Yep, it's not hateful at all. No. <laughs> he sows hatred in heinous divisiveness with his sickening screed of fundamentalist Christian supremacy, primacy, exclusivity, and triumphalism. Wow. Weinstein wrote in a complaint to Fort Riley. You mean like the Muslims? I that's love- a lot of that's a lot of projection for. That's what Muslims do.
3: I love them using all these words. Now all triumphalism. Term- yeah, I, I love that. I know. Well,
2: we are, we were over Islam numerous times, weren't we? And we're going to be it over
3: Islam again. I. They're going to be bringing out more and more of these words now, Brian. Because they've been fighting us a war on words forever.
2: That's what they do. Mr. Weinstein might want to consider cutting back on caffeine and adjectives.
3: (laughs) That was the writer.
2: He went on to label the decorative military hero as a world-class bigot and threatened to sue unless Boykin was ejected. General Boykin told me the cancellation is just another reminder of the incredible discrimination against Christians in our armed forces.
3: Yes, and we had two uh, pastors on here on our show that they were talking about this way before Obama. It was starting at the end of Bush.
2: Oh, you, you mean Chief King, Schmidt I can't say it right. I, if I don't see it in front of me, I I, I can't remember how to say it. Klingenschmidt, I yep, think it is. Yep,
3: that's it. Yeah. and boy, he chaps, was, chaps. Chaps. To his and, friends. and Boykin <laughs> was telling us about guess, uh, that, too. He was saying what was going on. Way, and this was at the end of this the Bush. This is why we had
2: it on the show. You know, I should look up these old interviews and put them back up again. Because of the... They're still timely.
3: Unfortunately,
2: yeah. I I don't I didn't keep uh, like separate interview files. They were scattered through my shows, which are, well, oh, you can imagine a lot over ten years. I reached out to Fort Riley, and they confirmed that the prayer breakfast has been called off. They blamed the cancellation on scheduling conflict and said it would be rescheduled. Lieutenant General retired, retired Lieutenant General Boykins. They don't even know the proper. Way to say it. They wrote it down wrong. It's that Lieutenant General retired Boykins. It's retired Lieutenant General Boykins' credentials as a soldier and leaders speak for themselves. And his 36 years of service to our nation are worthy of our respect. Chief Public Affairs NCO and message MSG MSG it, ooh, flavor enhancer. Uh, Mike Lavigne. Lavigne. I don't know how to say that. Lavigne told me in a statement. However, in an effort to ensure everyone in our broad and very diverse community feels welcome at any event on Fort Riley, we will pursue the invitation of a different speaker for the prayer breakfast once it is rescheduled,
3: and we'll make sure it's a homosexual.
2: A homosexual Muslim. No, you can't have homosexual Muslims. They kill homosexuals. They're wonderful. Uh, anyway, uh, so it's going to be anybody but him. So here's the problem. Why can't you have a Christian prayer breakfast? And those that don't want to come, don't come. And they, they can have their own prayer breakfast for whatever kind of prayer they want. An atheist can just not eat. <laughs> Gotta go. It's the uncooperative radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening in com. and say goodnight, Susan.
3: Good night, Susan. And we're out here.